0: Halloween forever. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm>
1: so... <laughs> <laughs> We're Welcome to another fucking episode of I'm Brian
2: I'm what I was was gonna do a
1: a fake like joker style over the top laugh and then I made myself laugh and then the fake laugh got (laughs) taken over by the real laugh and then Bruce Bruce just walked into a chair and looked at the chair like it was its fault Um, go ahead jump
3: up that's right buddy jump up
1: no? All right. Let's jump into it, guys. It's time for a fucking showdown episode. Meg, I just re- Where, did you bring the belt? Where's I'm the, the belt? Best. Where's uh,
3: the belt? you I uh She's just saying. Totally totally yes. I
1: said
3: so the right boys are calling like, Fuck, I forgot the belt. You I'm pulling a Steve. I'm pulling a, a Steve. Bitch. I'm actually pulling No, wait, the belt would always be here if you had it. So um, Right. Yeah, no. <laughs> hey you're <laughs> you make, pulling a Meg. You make your phone a Meg. I'm pulling a Steve. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, we're going for the belt. Meg didn't bring the belt. Um, so hopefully for your sake, you win it. I know. Otherwise, I'm you have to drive the whole way back to your you house know? and the whole way back.
3: I don't know if I should be that confident, but I'm
1: um, But either way, we are here. The belt is going to potentially change hands this very day. It is our February fucking showdown episode. And for those of you who did not tune in the last couple of episodes, we are doing horror Comedy.
3: Giggle time.
1: <laughs> um we what is it about have laughing. That three... makes laugh. <laughs> it's probably it. the stupid face I'm making. <laughs> probably that's um terrible. we are doing three uh hilarious horror comedy uh licks tonight we are going to be doing meg uh remind remind uh the listeners what you're
3: doing yo i have psycho Gorman on mm-hmm. the board mm-hmm. and i also you kind of just said something that i feel like maybe this episode should be called is hilarious yeah it's a little fun yeah, yeah i it was, it was like, I, like yeah. it I was like here for it
1: uh-oh we're attack we've we've attacked uh the bride I have my uh uni- Universal Monsters. My house having two young children is full of various uh plush animals and Bruce does not know what to do about it all because I imagine in his house all plushies are his. Yes. <laughs> yes. Much.
3: Yes, he is my hellhound and every plushie is his. He's. Yeah.
1: Um I am doing uh as a reminder uh, a little fic- flick called Gremlins 2 the New Batch from 1990. Um, obviously the clear front runner here. I think you guys would both agree. Um, nope. what are do you doing? <laughs> What's your Steve? Nope. Just squeezing that in there. Just doing a Steve. Yeah. Just doing a Steve. The clear front runner, obviously.
2: I am doing the hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> hell baby. Hell baby. That was the
1: first. I think that might have been a first-time watch for me. I thought I saw it, but I'm thinking I I I probably was thinking about a different Demon Baby movie. P- I, I think I was yeah.
3: on the opposite end because when I started watching, I was like, this is so familiar that yeah. I think I had it on at some point. Yeah. But maybe got bored and yeah. turned it off. I think there was some I sort don't of- like I should talk to this
1: early. <laughs> This is, out, this is starting out raw. I like that. We're I don't getting care into for that. Before we start, <laughs> we're on the tearing road to WrestleMania. Let's go. Powerbombing. <laughs> Meg's coming off the rumble. She's fired <laughs> up. Um, before we get into all that, we do have a couple of fun things to, to discuss. We've got some beers, we've got a, uh, a first, maybe a first time ever uh, snacky in, in beverage form. Drink snacky. Drink snacky. Drink snacky. Yeah um and then we've got some other assorted things what do we want to jump into first we well, want to talk about our beers that we're already drinking let's talk
3: about beers okay what do you got you got a pretty um, one yeah i well wow, okay put my can away i have kaboom candy by uh gris house and it always changes fruits but this one's prickly pear and pineapple so i know i brought you guys an extra couple cans because um yeah, I think it's actually really delicious because it almost has this like the prickly pear comes out as like watermelon on the front. Can
0: I snip
1: it?
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then um you get all the pineapple on the back. Oh, end. Boy, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, oh, and you it, get both. Yeah. Because I mean, no. it almost smells like a
3: super tropical. Like
1: honeydew melon. There's yeah. like that little and I don't mean this in a bad way, but that little like faintly green vegetal thing on the back. You yeah, know yeah, what I yeah, mean? yeah. Which the I think kind I of like.
3: comes out almost like this like cucumbery type thing. Cucumber, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I got. It's Smell delicious.
1: Nice. Smell nice. Is it Su- sour?
3: It, yeah. Or is it, it like a sticky it's, sweet? You know what? I, I Prickly pear is a very sweet fruit. And I feel like whenever I have it, it always mutes down any sourness mm-hmm. that you have to
1: the beer. But it is like a tart ale of sorts. It's tart.
3: Fruited sour. It tart.
1: It tart. Mine, uh, nothing too special or fancy here. Uh, I'm drinking Pilsner Kell because It's so appropriate. I got a fresh case. And um, that's my beer that I like to slug for drinking. We're pouring yes. down
3: my neck. We're in the Which, crypt or you know? Yeah, we, uh, yeah. This is where we're at.
2: You know, hopefully it will serve you well today. Yeah.
1: Listen, I yeah, I did hope. a series of uh, chaos magic rituals um, <laughs> last night <laughs> with Pilsner Kell uh paraphernalia. you so,
3: the gods of Pilsner Kell. Yeah. So
1: we'll see how the the ghost of Voslav Burka. he is not dead. I don't know why. I'm suggesting he <laughs> has Knock on wood. Um, and I think it's going to, yeah, I think it's going to serve me well. What do, you, what do you got, Steve?
2: Well, you can hope. Uh <laughs> I have, <laughs> from Allegheny City, the uh, Smoke on the Lager. Mm. And it's, it's a rock beer. On the
3: <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, you have to sing as soon as yeah, you no, hear it. It's like good. one of those things. Yeah. And it's also the first song that every musician learns, so everyone knows it.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Unfortunately, this isn't the first beer everybody learns. That's true. So, yeah. yeah. The, the rock beer. The rock beer.
1: <laughs> Is it pretty straightforward? Um, five and a half percent. Yep. Um, is it um, Beachwood?
2: Uh, I don't know if it's beechwood or not. Uh, I assume it. They did it with the like the malts rather than smoking the malts themselves. They bought them pre-smoked. Sure yeah, uh yeah (laughs) it smells like beach i'm curious to try it after
3: i like drink a little bit of a couple other things because i always get like i want to love a rock beer Mm -hmm. like i really do it just gets Mm -hmm. really offensive though um this is like the dated story of sorts but like um lavery brewing company has this like smoked like Mm pilsner that they do which is delicious um and i remember having it probably almost 10 years ago over at carson street deli Mm -hmm. and like it was one of those things where you have a few sips and then all of a sudden your palate's just like gone, but you can really enjoy like the beer behind right. it as well. Yeah. You know, you but I like it. You acclimate to
1: smoke. It's, yeah. it's not like bitterness or something where it like compounds to an over the top level. Like yeah. you acclimate to the phenols pretty Absolutely. quickly. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. this one is uh, like, I guess, comparison to like the Schlenkerla is the easiest way to do it. It's not as bacony, sure. and it's not, I don't think it is as harsh on yeah. the smoke. So I think you do get a little bit more of the beer,
3: and and sometimes I like in brewing with smoked malts is like using like there's an uh, environment has like an oak to smoked wheat malt that mm-hmm. I think is a little bit softer and not people as use like for aggressive. Like, yeah, 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 it's just a little bit calmer. So sometimes when people use beechwood, I'm just gonna like, oh god, <laughs> what am I see, in for?
1: See, I think oak is more aggressive, beech, yeah, be- it, but beechwood is they're both savory malts, sure, but oak. I'm not used to a lot of commercial oak smoked malt, but I have like my rauk beer, the last rauk beer that I brewed and I had sorry 5 gallons of rauk beer, right? Mm-hmm. And a corny keg, cuz there's no one else really drinks a lot of rauk beer. Mm-hmm. So I would keep it on tap all the time and just put it like a quarter or 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 an eighth of a splat, you know, a splash of it in before I'd pour another beer, sure. just to make like a smoked version of it kind yeah, of thing. That's cool. Um like and that. the oak was I home smoked the malt. Mm-hmm. It was just a uh, uh, Ironman four malted bow pills. Uh and I smoked it over oak. Sure. And it was like fairly it I mean it wasn't acrid or mm-hmm. you know anything yeah, like, yeah. like that, but it was like it was fairly aggressively savory, but interesting. In any case. Uh all right, what 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 did we so do next?
3: We also I have a little game for Brian. Oh, yes. So Brian this, being our this Mr. Cicero. It's fantastic. <laughs>
1: Lose lose situation. <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: um, when I stopped and grabbed some beer for the episode, uh, my partner gave me some unlabeled cans. And I figured it would be a fun game to give Brian a sample of it and have him try to figure out what it is from just like smell, look. All right. I'll have to
1: talk through it a little bit. Yeah. I think um, it'd be fun. <laughs> so, it's very pale. Extremely pale, mostly clear. I would say approaching brilliantly clear. Uh, very white foam, you know, bright white kind of uniform foam cap. I'm just kind of faint uh, appley esters on the nose right off the bat. Forgive me, this is going to be an insufferable exercise. <laughs> but it? I'm putting myself, dropped put on, dropped it put on, on, on the, the spot here. Hey, yeah. buddy. is
2: it sidey? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, so it's Pilsner malt. It definitely has this kind of crackery Pilsner malt type of character to it. Um, noble hop or some noble hop derivative, I'm going to say. It's like very herbaceous, kind of that like honeysuckle floral type of thing. It's fairly bitter. Not aggressively so, but it's like sharp up front, but it doesn't linger. It's not chalky in the bitterness. Is Gristhouse getting
2: into the Italian Pilsner game? I don't know that it's that uh, aggressively hopped for Italian okay. pills. Um, Do
3: you want to try it too?
2: I mean, yeah. I'll, I if you have, if you have some, I'll give
1: it a shot. I'm not going to know shit about shit, but my first, <laughs> and this is not, this is this is me just drinking coffee and pilsner cow before this. Yeah, it tastes like um a uh, uh, uh it tastes like colshiest. That's what I mm. I'm I'm tasting is like tastes like o two nine w p 29 which is which is like colshiest. Um, although the bitterness is a little stronger than I would expect for a colsh, um, but it might be, um. Pilsner malt, very very little specialty malt, if any. Mm-hmm. Is it Kolsch? It's not. What is it? Is it a Bunch? Bol- Hellas. Hellas. They're That's Hellas. a bitter <laughs> Hellas. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's good I, though. It's I, nice. I thought it'd
3: be fun to like also with like some of our friends who just want to like know mm-hmm. what you think about mm-hmm. the beer and stuff yeah. like that. Those are cool. Like, I like that. Scriptures. It's a. It has cool more hop, hop
1: aromatics than mm-hmm. you would typically get from a Hellas. Sure. Usually a Hellas. So Munich style Hellas beer, German style pale lager. You know, most closely associated with munich it's like the everyday drinking beer of munich Mm -hmm. and usually it's described as like a pilsner malt showcase sure Mm -hmm. it's dry it's so highly attenuated beer really pilsner malt focused just enough bitterness to to balance it typically just a really faint hop aroma if any um this is definitely a little bit more i always think like when american brewers and i don't mean this in a derogatory way but when american brewers brew classic styles they do typically like a cartoon version of it mm-hmm. it's almost like a caricature of a, of a classic <laughs> I style because they punch up everything sure right so this this um f- there's a little bit more ester profile which i don't mind in a lot in a, a lager beer um and uh and definitely a little bit more on the on the hop character but the pilsner malt shines through it's really kind of crackery and grassy
2: mm-hmm. yeah i i guess like every hellless i've had it- has been like a little bit darker and a little bit more malty so, so like
1: it depends it's it's like you know I, I it sounds stupid to say it's a fairly broad style mm-hmm. but i mean any type of german lager beer like it's a fa- fairly broad style like if you take one of my favorite um uh, versions american brewed versions of Helles is anagrin which i don't know mm-hmm. if i had that on the show if you guys tried it. I don't but it's so. like really, really light. Almost like mm-hmm. northern German pills type of, of lightness or or mm-hmm. like actually like authentic Kolsch level of like pale, light, almost like more grassy than any type of like Ooh. toasted character. But mm-hmm. then there's like Munich variations that are um that are like decocted, you know? Yeah. Um so it has a much richer yeah. characteristic. So there's definitely Um, I think dovetail even went as far as to make like their traditional Hellas, which is their dovetail lager, which is like their kind of Alpine, little more, um, rustic, open fermented version of the Hellas. And then they make a summer Hellas, Mm. which is like really Uh light and crisp and bright and spritzy. So it's like a surprisingly broad style. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this would strike me as like that kind of American interpretation, a little bit more hop character, but a really nice, really nice loggy. It's not bad at all. Coming soon from Grist House. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, like it. Yeah. I like it. And some of that, if it's fresh and brand new, and it's clear, mm-hmm. um, no, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it'll it'll probably even kind of meld together a little bit more. And some of the hops will not be as over the like soup Not to say they're super aggressive, but I mean in in comparison to
2: Alice. So yeah, yeah. I always think that's nice and impressive yeah. when breweries get like that clear mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh yeah
3: yeah especially if like not a lot of breweries i mean like I, I don't know a lot of breweries in our area that are like have like filters so they're mm-hmm. using you know biofine or gelatin to get that bright oh, online, okay bright beer mm-hmm. and um it can take time like i i just like remember just even in times like struggling like you know if you're trying to turn something over in a certain timeline you're like it, it just takes time you know it mm-hmm. doesn't matter how much you add it just shit needs time and you
1: can absolutely i think a lot of the mistake a lot of places make that don't necessarily have designated lagering tanks mm-hmm. and time is money in that instance right mm-hmm. so yeah. they will biofine it and they'll overfine it sure and it'll have terrible head re- retention mm-hmm. and the yeah. body will suffer and that's like
3: but it honestly it doesn't I, in my from my personal experience i don't think like more de- necessarily like moves the process along faster yeah not it, necessarily. It, it still just takes time like i would even try different combinations of using biofine and gelatin and just like a different periods throughout like its conditioning phase mm. and um it yeah it just it was time
1: depends on the tank depends on the yeast strain it's sure. just like a million variables. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, guys, enough fining talk. <laughs> nerd uh, do, time is that the
3: nerd time we, is over. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely our nerdy segment. I'm um, totally here
1: Is for. that our beer? Oh, do have we touched on all the beers? Yeah, yeah, we did. Okie dokie. Do we want let's do this first? So I had these a cu- for a while, and I meant to do them last <laughs> week, and I totally forgot. These are very belated Christmas presents oh. <laughs> for you guys oh, into February. <laughs> oh. Um, so I will uh I probably should have took them out of the package, but these are both from Etsy. So I love the little little uh, oh, there's things that really Etsy cute comes things. from. Yeah. Oh, important yeah, important document inside. They just right. do a little silly face in the back. This one is for Meg. Cool. And I haven't opened it up, so I haven't seen it yet. But I know what it is.
3: <laughs> oh my gosh!
1: So that. Sir Strom. So, so that- this is
3: very Scandinavian, mm-hmm. is what we're saying. She got and- a Sir stroming pin? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so he uh, got me a, uh enamel pin that has a very Swedish word that looks like that means some sort of fish, herring, I'm assuming. I think some sort of fermented yeah, herring, Which yeah. I'm very excited about. This. It, it, is, is
2: like- it is known as... <laughs> it is. Reviled as one of the smelliest fish. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, this is and then I don't awesome. know if you know what that
1: is, but it looks like they just threw that in there as well. Oh, I
3: don't, but I'm gonna. How it's probably
1: should... some sort yeah. of Swedish snack.
3: It almost feels like a taffy. Oh no, it, Oop, cracked, it, it. cracked. It cracked.
1: <laughs> there you go. So,
3: um, is that did that come from like skin? Etsy?
1: And you know, somebody for it came from Etsy. Nice. Yeah, they they were selling a bunch of random uh, so uh, Nordic awesome. Nordic things. Now this one is for Steven. <laughs> this one is. Um, I uh, I mean, the packaging job is impressive. Uh, Does anybody have a knife? Because I closed my drawer with my clamp here. The amount of the secure packaging on this is impressive, which I do appreciate, but I don't want to cut into the actual item itself. (laughs) So this is kind of random, but when I saw it, I was like, I don't know why I just think Steve would appreciate this. (laughs) This is a little art print okay <laughs> but it's very very hyper specific <laughs> understand them. this
2: is probably like a dick out Garfield or
1: <laughs> that would be a good guess it's not quite dick out Garfield but it, that would be an excellent guess
2: and I'll let you I'll let you describe it
3: oh God I need to see this can you hold it up
2: I can hold it up Meg I can <laughs> it is a very specific. <laughs> <laughs> that just Please like it was right paint a word Sally. picture about this. Yes, this I will is paint a word picture <laughs> on on the medium of white uh, computer paper. <laughs> yeah. Someone has drawn with ink pen <laughs> yeah. RoboCop of a lesser god, <laughs> and, he, and he is proudly proclaiming, "It's me, a RoboCop." <laughs>
1: I lulled. I lulled very hard when I saw that, and I thought, so who would appreciate that more than
2: Steve?
0: There's, a, there's nothing
2: <laughs> specifically Italian about this RoboCop, no, but that's the best
1: thing. It's just for some reason. Yeah. Saying it like Mario, right. it's a, meme, Maru, it's a it's me, Maru. but it's a meme, RoboCop. Um, me, RoboCop. Freeze creep, it's a me, RoboCop.
3: the candy that you uh, pulled out, that, you, that I broke in half, um, there is half of it, it's actually very delicious. Mm, it's like okay. a chocolatey caramel type candy. Uh, <laughs> what I was gonna say is that I almost was worried about it being like aggressive on my teeth, kind of like our Bing King Bing experiences. Mm-hmm. Well, but, that's uh,
1: aggressive on all fronts. Yeah. Yes, it's very <laughs> there's a little bit more on your front. Right?
3: It's very delicious. Actually. It's a cross
1: between a Heath bar, yeah, and like a bit of honey or something
3: like that. Nice. That's a good
2: one. I would say it is a Dame, D A I M.
1: Kind of nice. It's not as crunchy. As a as a as a heath bar, but it's pretty tasty. Yeah, I'm it's like a,
2: it's like a chocolatey bit of honey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: I'm okay. actually going to be making a uh, heath bar cake soon. Um, I, yeah, I told my partner that I would uh, make for his birthday, which is pretty much just like a Texas sheet cake with like caramel and uh, whipped cream and a heath bar on top. Sorry, that reminded me of it, and it was delicious. But yeah, oh, friend- you
2: mean you're not making him like a giant three pound king bing? <laughs>
1: Which you what? actually have to, it's expensive <laughs> because you have to rent an elephant from, right. from the zoo or the circus, have them pick an enormous shit, right. somehow get a caulking gun, shoot stri- like cherry Make inside a mold of, the of the shit. shit. Yeah.
3: <laughs> now you guys actually have my mind going, with, like, what would a king of bean cake look like?
1: Yeah, elephant it would, shit. A nightmare, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: It'd Something be that fondant. fell out of an airplane. Yeah, I <laughs> would imagine. Over I would imagine it. Jeff
1: Goldblum sitting there, pointing at it, going, <laughs> "That's <laughs> a lot of shit." <laughs> <laughs> it's a, coincidentally, my friend just brought over uh, uh, last weekend uh, Heath Bar brownies, which Fuck were delicious. Yeah. People are fucking with Heath bars. We've I, I sleeping just sleeping like on Heath bars. These are almost
3: like stoner food, and we're we're talking about getting stoned a lot. And I think like maybe one of these weeks we just have to do the high horror genre we just have to
1: yeah watch mandy drop ass and watch mandy
3: yeah absolutely
1: um all right so what what else do we oh Let's explain real quick for the new listeners, for, for, for those of what they are about to embark upon, which is our showdown episode for the month of February. Every month, we pick um, a series of topics from a kind of constantly growing, um, never shrinking uh, <laughs> uh, list of potential topics. We pull three of them out randomly. We put them out on the social medias and our friends and listeners help us select them on the Instagram and uh, the Twitter's. So what happens is once that one's picked, once that topic's picked, we each select a film that we feel will best represent uh, that particular genre or topic or whatever it is. We all watch them. We argue about whose is the best. We vote on it. Usually we all vote for our own. Not always. I broke the mold last time. I didn't even vote for my own movie. Um, but normally we all vote for our own. And then we, uh, we of course, uh, uh, vote for what our second favorite one is, which typically determines the champ. Uh, and you get to take home that goddamn strap for the month. So I also have the hiccups. Let's... Um, Real quick, say, if you want to help us pick those topics or suggest topics, I actually got a couple of really good topic suggestions this week from a couple of our friends on social media, which we'll talk about because I think they have some mini-sode potential as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're probably going to do them here pretty darn soon. Um, but if you want to suggest things or if you just want to interact with us or see some spooky, spooky shit on the interwebs, uh, just search Halloween is Forever. On your favorite social media platform, we got to Instagrams and to Facebooks and to Twitters, and Meg did an <laughs> did an just did an, an epic uh uh troll uh video I on know. the so much
3: on the
2: uh TikToks. It's like, it's like this my week. biggest
3: fuck you, to guess. <laughs> her.
2: It was a very nice swung song to your championship, right? Yeah, that's true.
3: <laughs> you know what? I really don't think that's the case. Our her <laughs> flaunting
1: the belt around her home, uh, brushing her teeth with it, and all those sorts of things. Uh, um, <laughs> Breakfast with the belt. Breakfast with the belt. Brushing her teeth with the belt. You know, getting ready for the day with the belt. But pretty soon, um, I'm gonna be just you know what. On the next couch, one is gonna be
3: that... me smashing some beers with the belt.
1: <laughs> it's gonna be me sitting, covering the belt, and farts on my couch. <laughs> is what it's gonna happen.
2: Oh, I almost forgot. We also join have this Brian with... on Twitch from <laughs> sitting on the couch, farting sitting on, on couch the couch,
1: ripping squelchy farts. Patreon
3: exclusive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Um, so here is our actual uh, snacky for the week, which was our our liquid snacky that we we're talking about. May you brought these, didn't you? A long that time was, ago.
3: That was part of the um um gift basket.
2: Gift that we got. basket that we oh, got. That yes, that had yes, the, yes, yes, yes. The yes. wonderful maple salmon jerky. Yes. 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 This,
1: this is the residuals. This is bacon hot chocolate from the the redneck cafe and actually there's two more of them over there if you want if, if we need to reference the package for any reason but I I do believe we got the gist yeah it is <laughs> it is it looks like a a, a truck stop novelty I would sure. say um hot chocolate yeah. with bacon um what's what's the What's the Texas truck stop? Bucky's, something. I mean, something that, like, I, there's no way there's not a Bucky's in Texas. Yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, but it's like it's like their version of Sheets or Wawa. Sure, and it's yeah. like half Walmart, half gas station, and it sells all kinds all of goof Texas. shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just surprised
3: I've never had <laughs> Uh, Half a bacon hot chocolate one. before, oh,
2: Texas. like I
3: told you guys before we started recording, is that like I I, I went through like a phase one bacon and adding into everything was like popular and I mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. leaned into it and I made um bacon chocolate no bakes, but I had then family members for the next like two years give me exclusively gifts that were bacon related, whether mm-hmm. it was like bacon socks or they were or like something.
1: what's bacon what's Meg
2: like
3: yeah oh she likes bacon yeah, yeah. Who She's... also also who doesn't fucking like bacon.
2: I know, I know a person. He, he's fine, <laughs>
3: he's—I mean, he's not great. He doesn't he's sound fine. fine. Doesn't sound like a good friend.
2: Um, he's all right. He doesn't
1: sound like a good friend. Meg <laughs> <laughs> spit hot chocolate on herself. Um, so I will tell you this: when I was preparing this hot chocolate per the directions, <laughs> Meg just filled her mouth with vomit and swallowed it again. Like, it is—it um, smelled
2: like i was cleaning out the vacuum cleaner <laughs> yeah i get that yeah
3: yeah no, i know exactly. there's taste there's
2: that. something very burnt and grease about it
1: yes it smells um, it is very phenolic and i'm all it almost to me is takes on a burnt rubber type of thing like a burnt singed hair burnt hair singed plastic
2: I'm, yeah i i get like the 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 very edge of a smash burger yeah, suppose, like the, yeah. the the most burnt edge of a smash <laughs> that burger. Is,
3: that sounds delicious. This more so to me is that it. It's almost like you know when you don't have flavors that like mold together well, but you're like, I need to get this in here and this also in here, and that's what it feels like. It literally feels like all these like terrible burnt flavors are literally fighting against chocolate. Granted, I think the chocolate mutes it and like makes it a little bit more powerful and i
1: also um made this with whole milk as Mm -hmm. opposed to what the the uh package direction suggested which was water which would have been probably even more disgusting i think it would have Uh, been
3: hilarious if they like put in some sort of plant-based milk (laughs) like like, please use almond milk for
0: this
1: (laughs) yeah yeah well so there's clearly no actual bacon in it right And and the smoke flavor comes across less like you know, applewood or something like that. And more like phenol, like scotch, you know what I mean?
3: Maybe like PD, like, I don't know. It sounds, yeah, it's, 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 it reminds
1: me of like the medicinal character you get from like cheap scotch. This is,
2: this is actually like, just sitting on my tongue resting. Mm. I'm getting like Kendrews. Like King hang, what? Like hanging out at Kendrew's? What's the, that? It is a shitty bar that you can still smoke in in 2020. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> one 2022. Yeah. Gotcha. I, I figured you would have known it. It's, yeah, it's a very. It's a, <laughs> well, I don't know what that's you, supposed to you mean. You all yeah. the
3: smoking <laughs> bars over here, bud. It's yeah. a. Very,
2: it's a very Beaver County bar. Gotcha. Right? Gotcha. So gotcha. I don't. Uh, what's a better one? Fred's divot maybe is the Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> but Fred. just like that taste you get in your mouth after being in a cigarette smoke filled room even though you don't smoke? Or yeah. Those, yeah. those
3: like what's that like? Um that vi- the vinyl seats in a smoking bar that you just lick mm-hmm. and then eat a chocolate bar. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> what we're saying is not good. Not great. Yeah. <laughs> but we also... have two
3: more, so if you want one, we'll send it right. if you want some yes. stickers. Do you want this? <laughs>
1: Listen to me, guys. You throw this away. Send
3: me, send me
1: a DM on the Instagram, and I will mail you. First two to do it, I will mail you the Redneck Cafe bacon flavored. If I didn't look on the package of when it was packaged, but I've got, I'm gonna guess. 2009 it was put in that
0: package
2: <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna make take a crazy T- guess 2009 so like probably 2011 all of it was made yeah like right r- right when the you know reddit epic bacon kind of fucking right yeah yeah uh,
1: because
3: I, you know when what? everybody was watching it says epic like Meal time. the company <laughs> yeah. being mc you know copyright 2019 so actually okay man that's even sadder
1: yeah it tastes old. Like I said, it tastes the packaging like packaging
3: feels like a candy bar though. You know, like yeah, you know?
1: Well, it's a paper package, which is also kind of strange. Um all right, let's pretend that never happened. Uh <laughs> and let's get into the movies. That was disgusting.
2: I knew it was gonna be bad, but
1: <coughs> I did not think it was gonna be that now bad. Now
2: everybody's upset. Time to fight about movies.
1: Yeah, everybody's <laughs> mad. Let's fight. Um okay, Meg, you are the, the the reigning champ. So you uh it is up to you to determine the order.
3: Whew there's a lot of on my shoulders right now. Um, but I'm prepared to give you guys an answer.
1: I can tell by all the hand gestures and the stalling that you're prepared.
3: Okay. You know what? Hmm. I think I'm going to go first. Oh, Ooh, wow! Right.
1: All right. Fuck you.
3: And I'm <laughs> going <laughs> <laughs> to make Brian go second.
1: Okay. All right. It's my sweet, sweet spot. Sick. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, strategy usually i don't think anybody has chosen to go first yet uh, i might have did you yeah. i might have
3: i just i um have so many fun things to talk about with this movie mm-hmm. so you? you know what i want to just like
1: <laughs> wait with steve's movie or with your no, with my oh with movie. you oh you're Jesus going first Christ.
3: that's right you're a movie you're
1: a,
2: you're a movie
3: like i understand this is a showdown but we can't um ignore talent where it, where it is you know sure
2: there's a lot of talent but it's not necessarily the horror or the comedy Ooh. <laughs> Fun costumes <laughs> though. <laughs> we
1: are taking the gloves off, bare knuckle. You can't see Steve right now. He's dipping his fists in glue, in the glass. then in, in the glass. gummy bears, then Gold. in Leprechaun staples, then in chocolate up. chips.
3: My Irish side's coming out.
0: All
1: right, let's do it. Talk about talk about psycho gourmy,
3: Okay, guys, are you ready? Oh, Ben, ready? To talk about the best movie on the showdown tonight. <laughs> Because I'm a heckin' piss. Sorry, it's going to be stuck in your head. I hope it's stuck in your head because it's stuck in my head. Uh, okay, so I chose Psycho Goreman, directed by Stephen Kosht- Kostansky. Kostansky. <laughs> Thank you. i fucking whatever. Um, some of his other like notables are The Void from 2016, which is oh, yeah. uh, yeah, an amazing movie. The Divide from 2011. I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? Have either of you guys? Mm-hmm. The, the Divide? Not. Yeah.
0: No, nope.
3: I'm kind of curious. I watched the trailer earlier today. I was just like, kind of be like, he um, seems like sci fi horror kind of seems to be in his vein. Mm-hmm. But other notables, um, one, you guys talked about VHS 94 in the last one, and he actually did that um, fake commercial, The Veggie Smasher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I thought that was amazing. But mm-hmm. also, let's not forget the fucking Cheddar Goblin. Yeah, mm-hmm. this guy's. Is- <laughs> fucking amazing so um yeah let's like go into this the movie opens with basically this like star wars-esque you know credit type thing of like giving a background on like the universe that of where um psycho Gorman really comes from and just other fun facts that <laughs> planet Gygax, um it's most likely noted that the name derived from like the D creator um e gary Gygax, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool like super nerdy and stuff like that. um. But then we open up to Mimi and Luke. So Mimi is played by, I don't know how to say her, like her middle name. It's like Nita. I don't want to say it's like, just say Hannah. And this was like one of her debut roles. She's fucking amazing throughout this whole movie. And then Noah uh, Meyer, which uh, I was looking at other stuff he was on. And did you guys watch the Nosferatu show on Shudder? At no. All. no, but he was in that, which cause okay. I'm like he kind of looked familiar to me. But um, I definitely
1: I feel like I've seen him in things maybe since then in la- over the last few years. Possible, yeah, too.
3: yeah, he's still very young, but uh, definitely great. So they're playing a game of what they call Crazy Ball, which we'll get it's familiar. Crazy with. Ball, Crazy Ball. <laughs> I like that. Oh my god, do you know like when she like the mom tried to call it Kooky Ball and she's like, yeah.
2: She's it's, the be- it's the best line delivery probably in the whole movie yeah <laughs> I
3: mean for this being her debut I feel like uh, there's like a certain authenticity to her character that mm-hmm. you cannot replicate that I'm curious to see what happens to the rest of her she experience.
2: has this energy that it, she might just be Danny McBride as a little child. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because like I, I fell in love with this movie right when I saw it. I really, really dug it. She cracked me up. I uh, she was my yeah. favorite character. And then I saw like a lot of reviews and people about it. It was like this is a great movie except for the girl the little girl, so annoying. Like there were so many people who were like, I, yeah, it, it was a kind of polarizing right. performance, sure. which is a complete opposite of what I expected because I thought yeah. it was I mean. It was nothing but gold, pretty much. You yeah. know yeah. what I mean? Like just the over the top. Just super over-the-top performance. You know what I mean? Right.
3: Yeah, but hearing other reviews too about that, that I don't think that certain humor that came through would have been able to come through if it wasn't like these characters were full on in their character. Like mm-hmm. if she tried to actually like I mean, obviously she was playing another character, but if she tried to pretend to be something else, like it would have not worked. Like I think <clears> it's
1: <throat> just like maybe what it was for people is in contrast to the brother who's sure. like so mellow. Yeah, mm. and she's so over the top, but I don't know. I I think I thought it works.
3: Yeah, I think you kind of I think we also needed that dynamic cuz that sold later on when we're like he's fed the fuck up with her bullshit. Mm. Yeah. So, th- we're back to they're playing a game of crazy ball, um which I fully don't understand besides it's mildly a mixture of um dodgeball with a uh, I don't even fucking know. Uh, Mortal Kombat, maybe? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I think the
1: idea is you don't know the rules. Nobody knows the right. rules Though except for them. No, I would love them. to
3: play the game. Yeah. I would love to figure it out. Someone has probably figured yeah. it I out. I guarantee
2: there's rules online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always took it as just like a reference to like Calvin and Hobbes, where they play sure. Calvin ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? yeah, so, yeah. That's
3: cool. That, I didn't even think about that, but um, yeah. So then we have like um Power Ranger type jams, which I we talked about this when we initially were bringing this movie up. That like it definitely has a lot of like Power Ranger esque ness to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think you know, especially hearing other interviews with the director he definitely does a good job and like actively wants to give nods to things like but in a fun way mm-hmm. and we see that throughout this whole movie so um the winner basically um has to be- dig their own grave and mimi <laughs> wins so luke's basically sitting there we have him digging his own grave and while they're doing this um they find this like gem of sorts that's lighting up and Mimi being Mimi she's like I'm the winner I get all the treasure so she unearths this treasure
1: it feels like it's an episode at times of um like are you afraid of the dark or goosebumps or something like that a little bit but yeah like the idea of we're gonna play this stupid game called crazy ball which seems so intense but then they do the like look at them out the window and they're just it's just lame as hell. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. they yeah. do the without it's just two noise. kids playing. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then they're like, oh, if you lose, you have to dig your own grave. Yeah. Like the whole <laughs> movie is just stark contrast between absolute silly nonsense and just like, enormous stakes that nobody seems to care about (laughs) Mm -hmm.
3: and i don't know if you're referencing that too because like at moments they'll like pause the music and they just have us looking at what's going on you're like this is boring as fuck yeah but by adding the music and like being having shots more in it they're like oh my god this is so exciting yeah um but yeah so they also in unearthing this gemstone this like comes up they're like holy fuck what is this is this grandma did we bury grandma here (laughs) and uh they decide that okay they're gonna pull the gemstone but they're gonna like fill in the hole because this is kind of freaky and we don't know what's going on um the mom comes out and she's like let's go to fucking bed um and i also feel like this next segment of like interactions this is when we get introduced to um susan and greg which are the parents Mm -hmm. and they have their own dynamic that is just super hilarious throughout it that you're just like i honestly don't understand it
1: really (laughs) neither do i
3: mildly (laughs) cringing you're just like oh god maybe i've seen those scenarios before (laughs) like you know the mom who's just like I can do everything, I can take care of shit, and then the dad who's just always trying to get out of every responsibility he absolutely has. Yeah, and we learn that throughout the rest of it, the film. It's so
2: overplayed, and like you're saying, like Greg is like he he's supposed to be. Everybody is supposed to be like these these plays off '90s sitcom characters mm-hmm. or television show characters, and like he's supposed to be the dad who like is shirking responsibilities or is just kind of a doofus. But like he goes so far far. just being like he's pathetic. Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But and I think, though, that's like that's another just like note on the director and hearing things. He's like he doesn't want it to feel like just something normal that you would experience Mm -hmm. because their interaction could be like they didn't have to talk about microwaving the chicken. Mm -hmm. But like that created such a depth of like texture to the film that yeah. I felt like you would have never gotten in it. That it also brought it over the top. Well look at, look the, at
2: Meg depth of texture. Depth of I don't texture. know. I'm just making <laughs> shit up right now. That's <laughs> how it felt. That's how it felt. That's
3: how felt. <laughs> no, so here's
1: the thing I like about the 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 parents is because so you you know the kids by now. There's this there's the one kid who's like super timid, the one is super aggressive. The one that's timid is also like the realist who seems to live in the real world and the one that's super aggressive seems to live in her own world. Mm -hmm. And then the parents are like, upside down and backwards in the sense that like <laughs> the mom is the is the aggressive one in that yeah. relationship but she's the real life one mm-hmm. and yeah. the dad is the super out there bizarro one mm-hmm. but he's super timid right. so like they're yeah. both it's like flipped and reversed you know yeah, what I yeah. mean
3: but I think too I think in what you said though it like you had to see the brother and sister work together because they still always find this common ground of like what the real path is you know mm-hmm. in a way that I don't think would really exist if you just had, like, the two extremes of sorts. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that's it's cool.
1: weird because... And then I never... And we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I never know whether I'm supposed to like or hate either of the parents or kids.
2: <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> right.
1: who's yeah. good? Who's bad? Should I like that one? Should I not? Yeah. Did that person do something wrong or not wrong? We don't really yeah, yeah. know.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's probably, like, one of the biggest problems is just, like, it's hard to root for them 100% of the time, and it's not because they he made like ambiguously gray moral characters yeah it's just because nobody reacts properly <laughs> yeah like there's no proper reactions to any of the shit yeah. that's going on yeah, yeah
3: absolutely yeah and i feel and i feel like even when you meet psycho Gorman you're just like i want to hate him but by the end of the day you're like mm, kind of like him.
0: yeah
1: i kinda i, like I want to say because i i think kostanski puts enough like thought into everything mm-hmm. in his movies that like this was kind of a take on the anti hero rooting for the monster, rooting for the killer mm-hmm. type of thing, I would assume. But
0: yeah.
1: anyway,
2: sorry, a- yeah, just like, stuff. it's, yeah, it's a, at its base, it's like a redemption arc for Psycho Gorman because, you know, yeah, you're, you're supposed to, he's, Supposed to be this murderer of the universe, but then you know you feel bad for him because he's been betrayed. He's being hunted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know he's being controlled by a little girl, and you know <laughs> you, you would think that she yeah. redeems him, but no, she's a psycho too. So you it's know, like, for yeah. February, this
3: could almost be a Valentine's Day film. That I'm going to throw this out there because he finds love. You know what, guys? Well, and understands
2: love. what love is. He has
1: yeah. no idea what love is. Yeah, like at the end, he when says he does. But at he's, the end, like, <laughs> he's like, I found love, and they all look at him like,
3: uh, Did you? They're like, do you? Do <laughs> yeah no that was definitely uh, sorry we're getting way way ahead of ourselves no, no, it's fine but again this is why me so fun um so when they're going to bed like they're like the, the kids are wondering like oh my god are we gonna like have all these monsters and they're asking the parents if they're real and again this kind of aids in this like the uh luke asks the parents first and the dad is like you know what People are the real people are the real monsters, and it's just like, oh my god! He like you're he's so like <laughs> he, he
1: thinks he's like kind of this like you know philosophic deep thinker sure, kind of yeah, guy, absolutely. which is yeah,
3: yeah, totally. He's a and, funny character. Yeah, and so the mom obviously steps in and is just like, no, no, Shut they're up, not you
1: man child. <laughs> yeah, <yes, laughs> like
3: no. And then we go to Mimi. She asks the same exact question because the both the kids are like, oh my god, we have these monsters on the loose now and uh that's when we get the quote we just mentioned too where it's like you guys like you need to you need to be a little calmer on your brother when you're yeah, playing because he has like a ball. gash on his head right? yeah because yeah. he's fucking beat the fuck up which i, I kind of love and that's where we get the crazy quote of her like it's crazy ball! <laughs> yeah, she's, it's so she's like up
1: to her neck in the blankets <sighs> yeah. just like peeking over
3: yeah. yeah almost like she's like ready to actually go out on another adventure <laughs> um she has the same question. And they shut it down. They're just like no, um. And then we find out that the kids both like just, like no Morse code, and they're like knocking on the walls to try to talk to each other and be like, oh my gosh, like what's going on? And let's figure this out. And the mom obviously also shuts it down because she knows Morse code.
1: So they go to school. then this is where one of my favorite quotes is my
3: mass <laughs> <laughs> that too, but I was about the,
1: the kid the kid who later she gets gets turned into the brain whatever his name is Alistair uh, yeah Alistair and she comes up to him he's like hey Alistair because she has like a crush on him Huge and it's crush. like and she's like why don't you give me a spin there, hunky boy? Like,
3: yeah. just, like... Her relationship, I feel like, with everyone is just goes from zero to 60. Uh, yeah. And it, she just has this awkward way of approaching people. Yeah,
2: she's a sociopath. Right?
3: She, yeah, she she has
2: True emotional facts. problems. Yeah. Like, you don't see much at the school, but she's one of the kids that had to go out to the trailer for learning. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> this full-on sociopath. Yeah.
3: So um, right before that, I think this is when we first also see that they, we have the whole... That, I feel like... Was that before school? I can't remember if it was before or after school. We find out that like the hole that they had originally covered up is now completely open and who will come to find out a psycho gore man, um has gone out and he found, I'm going to double check my notes to make sure. Crackheads. Right.
2: He found crackheads. He did yeah, find yeah. crackheads. Yeah. I just <laughs> want to make sure it
3: was going the right, uh, yeah. So he gets out and he finds this warehouse which will become one of our common locations for the film. Um, and he finds a bunch of thieves. Clearly they're also doing a lot of crack cocaine. Mm-hmm. Uh
1: see I I thought meth, but you know what? You know drugs. what? Maybe they yeah. definitely they're definitely <laughs> Nothing doing gets drugs. You high like drugs. Like
3: not the good drugs. <laughs> not the ones. Not the ones, not like not the ones that we dream. talk about. <laughs> Nothing gets you high like drugs. Um and uh the leader's freaking out because you know he's just like what is this fucking bullshit but i love the core of the guy it was just like i really liked that frame the frame looked really nice and then we have psycho Gorman come in he basically grabs the frame cuz the leader basically throws it they,
1: they had just robbed an elderly person and pretty much what, yeah killed, and killed, killed, them. killed yeah. them too. so these yes. are
3: villains for sure yes. yeah they're not great people so yeah. we're we're okay with them their fate and so we get introduced to psycho Gorman, and he starts speaking in his native tongue which and then they don't understand him and the, he catches on that they're speaking english and basically demoralizes he's everyone. like he's like a
1: variation on the something tongue you know yeah you know, whatever. Yeah, like
3: you guys are all weak humans yeah. blah 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 <laughs> so i'm now going to murder you because you're terrible um that's very true uh and so, yeah, so he basically rips off the heads of the two, like, kind of side, the thieves there. And then the leader is like, I don't want to die. He's like, that's fine. You're going to live immortally in pain. <laughs> and uh, I love, so I love that, too. <laughs> well, that's
1: the thing is he he makes him like, this is a great example of like, it's just silliness up to this point. And then what he does, and it's never fully explained, but he. Apparently, traps that guy in like a prison of his own inter like mind in internal or uh, eternal pain. Yeah. yeah, and he's just like a frozen corpse with his yeah. eyeballs spinning, spinning around. around. Right, <laughs>
0: yeah. it's like
1: yeah. super dark and over the top yeah. for an otherwise just completely silly nonsense. Yeah, for, right?
2: Up to this point, everything could have been in you know, like on a 90s TV show, it, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> on, a, on a Saturday morning, yeah, yeah, up until the point that he starts ripping the heads off and then damn. People
3: to you know, I, <laughs> eternal, yeah. eternal madness, yeah, and I feel like I love that because it almost has that feel throughout the whole fucking movie, and then you get those moments where it's like, Yeah, no, I'm gonna fucking kill you, no, I'm gonna murder you now, you will all die, and that's mm-hmm. so great. So, actually, from my notes, it's the next morning that the family finds the whole. This is where we also get more hints of how the dad's pretty useless. And he congratulates the son on doing such a good job with the hole. And he's like, well, who's going to fill this in? And everyone votes the dad. And he's like, no, nah, what about you guys? And he get he starts literally the first shovel down. He it hurts his hand, which we now clearly <laughs> see how useless of a human he is. Um So this is where we see Mimi and Luke discuss what to do next. And Luke suggests going to the cops, which I also felt was such a hilarious thing. That Mimi's just like, I don't trust the cops. And (laughs) I feel like these are just like little side things that you get to learn about these characters. Like, why the fuck does she not trust cops at the ripe age of like, what, 9, 10, 11? Yeah, probably not even, yeah. And uh, that's when we meet Alicia for the first time. And we realize Mimi has a crush on him. And this is where she goes into the awkward mode. And they hear the bell for the school. She throws Luke's uh, homework. And he's like, my <laughs> mouth. Um, just like, again, this is why I like, love the character interactions, which it, for is awkward. And sometimes, at times, you're like, this doesn't totally make sense. Like, just their interactions definitely can crack you up and keeps you going on that. They basically decide that they want to, like, handle this situation themselves, and they want to look for whatever came out of the hole. And I, I don't think the movie did a good job in figuring out how they figured it out, but maybe they are following tracks or something. But they find the warehouse, and that's what they go to after school. And this is where they meet PG, Psycho Goreman.
0: The
1: and- Archduke of Nightmares. The <laughs> of Nightmares.
3: Um, so, in this situation, this is where we first get a hint of, like, okay, we meet Psycho Gorman. He first catches Luke in his, like, whatever powers he has. But then Mimi says something to him and almost make him to stop. And she realizes that she can fucking control him. And then once Luke is, like, now in his own control, he bumps into that uh, thief that's, like, stuck in eternal frozenness mm-hmm. and knocks him over and like he splashes and i find that that was such a funny situation because it's so like quirky and then psycho Gorman's like no that was my masterpiece (laughs) which also i i'm kind of surprised i don't think that is his masterpiece
1: yeah it's it's because before he just acted like it was such a tiny thing to him and now yeah so he has obviously this like very grandiose sense of self and he is he is the destroyer of universes and all this stuff he basically looks like <laughs> a rubber suit like he almost looks like a more demonic version of like Goldar
2: from the Power Rangers, yeah. but
1: without the knight's armor. He just has like an exoskeleton kind he, he, of. Thing. He looks
2: like a uh, Ivan Ooze on test. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's
1: he's somewhere in that. Uh, he's reminiscent of Ivan Ooze, maybe a little Lord Zed in there. Right. Yeah, he's just he's he's a, a culmination of a lot of different Power Rangers villains. I think.
3: Yeah. Um, so this is where we actually get. She's like, "Who the fuck are you?" She realizes she can control him and she can stay safe, and that's what he tells us he is the Archduke of Nightmares. Yeah. Um, but they don't like that name, so they start coming up. With- well,
1: she quickly first she 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 realizes that the thing that gem that she has right is glowing. Yeah, and she realizes that she can tell him to do stuff, and she, she's like, "Okay, explain this." Yeah, and he has to go into the whole explanation. So I thought that was a good way of her quick thinking, making it make sense to have a bunch of exposition mm-hmm. here.
0: Yeah.
3: because it,
2: other- it does fall into the, um, the, the Aqua Teen Hunger Force episode <laughs> where the, the, uh, the robot Turkey or the, just the robot comes yeah. and he's thousands of years ago. Yeah. And Danzig shows <laughs> right, up next yeah. door. And so, yeah, just anytime
1: he's so, he's so annoying. He's, he's so, so frightening and he doesn't wear a shirt. <laughs>
3: What I love about every time he does explain like who he is, she instantly gets bored and she's like, Fuck this shit. Yeah. Like yeah. she's like, No, I'm like Well, that stupid story something. put me
2: to sleep or whatever. <laughs> That's yeah. su- that stupid story made me tired. Yeah. yeah. I like the one they do better, the diner, where she just cuts him off. Yeah. It, because it's such a funny waste of everything they built. Cause they he's Yeah. It, he, he starts the story and like Psycho Gorman's on this space bike flying at this. <laughs> Giant old god mass (laughs) that's like full of teeth and eyes and tentacles.
3: Yeah, like there's a lot of effort that goes into like a whole lot of effort went
2: into this three seconds. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
1: and she's like, Shut up, I'm bored. And then it
3: just, that's it. Yeah, so that's when they come up with the name Psycho Um, and so they're basically like they realize what they have and that they can control him, and they're like, "Holy shit, we need to figure out what to do." But in the meantime, we got to go home. So they tell him to basically go sit in a corner and do nothing mm-hmm. and sit there until tomorrow. But I like his old side comments about like how he's going to murder them, and they like build up that with like some <laughs> yeah, of the soundscape, like-, like of it, like it's it's- like
1: I will bathe in your blood. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, "Yeah, yeah, shut up." <laughs>
3: <laughs> i think it's so perfect and then um on their way back they're basically just like uh, Mimi's is just like instantly in her brain she's like you know what I, I have control i'm gonna like teach them cool tricks you know like mm-hmm. i'm gonna like show them off and have fun here um and then we switch to we meet basically the galactic council of mm-hmm. sorts and we start getting a bigger picture of like what's actually going on and this
1: is straight masters of the universe slash yeah. power rangers like yeah. to a t yeah yeah
3: absolutely and um we learned that the gem is actually called the gemma peroxidite mm-hmm. if i said that correctly
1: peroxidite Para- peroxidite it-
3: yeah Close so and then we meet our next like i think main character we can talk about is the templar pandora so she basically was the one who banished psycho to this like like eternal like damnation like he's an eternal hell for the rest of eternity. whatever she's like you know what i did that i almost said it was like my ego i should have fucking killed him so now mm. we're gonna try to go kill him. Th-
1: their races have been essentially battling for millennia or what something almost like, was that. like yeah
3: the templar almost had control and then the only time that like that shifted was when psycho man was able to get found the gem and basically Genghis Khan everyone mm-hmm, in right. the universe and they finally caught him off guard and yeah got him and they getting. are like
1: her race the Templars are like I mean they're not terrifically dissimilar to like the Starcraft Templars I think like a little bit and she's they're like this ultra like religious um, warrior race kind of thing mm-hmm. and yeah the yeah. costume's awesome though I love yeah. all the costumes in this one. the the tube man guy it, it, you know the guy who's like the skeleton in the tube yeah. you know oh, th- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The,
2: in the brain case so yeah, brain fucking <laughs> cool like
1: yeah. I, uh, and he even is the type of puppet that they can like curl his lips in to make yeah, him make yeah. silly faces yeah. i love yeah, yeah. it
2: yeah he has he has no lines but has like a lot of funny looks just,
1: <laughs> just like he's always like surprised <laughs> and yeah scared. He's <laughs> surprised
2: scared has some uncomfortable looks which is like okay um if you
1: don't already you should follow psycho Gorman. um their Instagram page because they have a lot of really fun. Like they, they actually kind of deliver backstories to Mm -hmm. like them. Like the tube man is uh, like of the Gygax council. The Mm -hmm. tube man is the cosmic resonance analyst. (laughs) And then they have the star striker 77, which was that guy, you know, that kind of looks like a reptilian kind of thing. And he's veteran star pilot. And then they have Alan, which is this? This Alan. person? Alan. Which is human yes. resources? <laughs> like, it's just dumb, dumb shit. Like, there's this one. Remember, like the lizard yeah, one, the hiss, yeah. Yeah, hiss, which is
2: H I S S.
1: Yeah, Hyperon, uh, Isol, Serpentine Sorceress. <laughs> it's just like all this stupid shit. I love it's their like, page yeah. is really funny, and they consistently post all kind of crazy shit like that.
3: And I'm um, like sidebar. I think that they're just keeping it hype because they're definitely planning for a Psychogar man too.
1: So, oh, they have to. I mean, yeah, they have definitely.
3: To. Yeah, so, but I think like when I heard one interview, basically he wants to bring it back with like completely unexpected like plot twists because it's one of those things like you can come back and he can just be like do the same old same old, but mm-hmm. like no, they want to like completely like change things and make it unexpected. But
2: that would be good because this one was very expected.
3: <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow! 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 Um, <laughs> getting back. To the story <laughs> um so the templar pandora she basically is like nope i'm gonna take care of this shit i'm gonna for once in a while i'm gonna fucking kill him so she they summon a human and she basically kind of manipulates this thing to be able to take shape of that human which basically makes her a cube smashes her and uses her blood to take shape of that um character so she when she goes to like earth she can fit in and stuff like that
2: which is got kind of, it's kind of fun cuz it's like the first time you get a sense that oh they're not the good guys either
3: right yeah
0: the,
2: oh yeah absolutely. there are no good guys yeah yeah, yeah there there's are. no good guys in any of these space councils or anything or at least to the point that none of them respect human life right so
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah absolutely
2: the
1: the when he, when she smashes the little like cube thing of mm-hmm. like the person and then mm-hmm. smears it on her face that's when you get the faces yeah. of all the other <laughs> the yeah. galactic counselor. They're like, <laughs>
0: like they,
1: they're oh like, fuck, shit's okay. about to go down. <laughs> I love that scene.
3: So we then shift back to um, all three kids. So we have Alistair, Luke, and Mimi and they're now taking a TV through the forest, to this warehouse, to PG. And um, I find this next interaction to probably be a very hilarious scene because um, Mimi also brings her the magazine with the hunky boys, Mm -hmm. and he's just like- It looks like
1: like a fashion magazine or some sort of thing. He's like,
3: I do not care about hunky boys or- do i like (laughs) hunky boys and it's just like and then you find out the joke later too which i don't want to miss that joke too when he like when they're at the last fight and uh pandora is like she rips this magazine of the hunky boys and he's like not my
0: hunky boys
3: (laughs) you know i just like i I feel not
1: careful hunky boys (laughs) or do do i I? (laughs) yeah it's a
3: great line you know what? I love hunky boys too. <laughs> and this is where we get a good interaction with like Alistair's being introduced to PG and he's just like kind of like, Hey, who are you guy? And he's like, I will murder you. <laughs> <laughs> I will eat your flesh. He's like, okay. Bye. And he was you like, know,
1: nice to <laughs> it's it nice to meet you. It would have been nicer if you're dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um the, I love the scene at this point. I don't know if they did this already, but all the scenes, what well, we talked about, the scenes about PG's backstory. Yeah, this is where we s- jump into so it. so yeah. much more than they need to be, right? which is what I appreciate about it. Yeah. 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 I, I,
3: but I feel like, and that's where I feel like Mimi cutting it all off is like really what drives it home because this is where we get a fuller backstory about how the Templar basically enslaved the people of Gygax and basically PG spent his entire life as a slave until he found the gem and he was like, I can fucking break out of this, and that's why I say he Genghis Tron every the entire universe. Genghis Tron. <laughs> Tron, Tron, that is that uh, is a Tron. That was a metal band, pun. but that's that cool. Is, uh, yeah. Oh, is that a metal <laughs> yeah, band? Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, a was a gonna band. say it's yeah, a great pun. So I think pun. I said it that way because I had to like stop myself in my notes and make sure I wrote Khan instead of like Tron. Yeah, and if I said Tron, while, I would but... not like. Uh, I, if I, that's my. It's a great band name. I don't even know what this band is. I already like them. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking loud. Yeah um and this is where we also have mimi's first time we're like well that story is boring so let's just like leave and uh mimi's like this is your homework you need to watch tv and learn all about the united states you learn about us and blah 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 and pg's obviously like fuck you guys you guys are dumb and uh they leave but pg realizes that there's like energy in the tv and that would allow him to communicate with people back home he gets a message the tv starts bleeding which i don't fully understand why it would bleed but i also kind of appreciate like yeah i don't much
2: overthink <laughs> here that's that's the aqua teen hunger force shit again of like why wouldn't it yeah 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 why, sure. would, why would he explode? Why wouldn't he?
3: Yeah. So and if you guys reverse, see my was, blood like, feel... guy,
2: because
1: flies <laughs> run a little job. low over here. Can I be a here? blood guy?
3: I would love to be that. Can the but... blood run up the walls? <laughs> but also he does refer to the universe as like the Electroverse. So that's why I was like, OK, it makes sense. Like at least he can use the TV and they make sense. There, well, but... What was
1: the name of his like army of generals? The Obsidian Guard, I think. The or something, something like? of Obsidian. Yeah. Aren't yeah. They? It was the, the Knights of Obsidian, maybe. Something like that. It was yeah. a sweet name, whatever it was. Yeah.
3: <laughs> okay. I thought you were going to say more about that. So no, I no, just like, couldn't oh, think oh, I was no, going to say the
1: Arbiters of Obsidian, but yeah. now I'm just nah, thinking of yeah. StarCraft. Really good, yeah. yeah. Thinking um, of Halo. <laughs> yeah. Or Halo, I mean.
3: So let me jump back to the family at dinner. And um this is where we go through the scene where Greg basically he's like toting himself for cooking dinner, basically <laughs> microwaving chicken. And i just like grossed out through this entire situation, but he's like so serious about it, which makes it even more hilarious. Yeah. And no one's eating the food at all.
1: But he's like talked himself into how right. everyone loves it. <laughs> yeah. It's no, very no, strange. Absolutely. He has like these delusions of grandeur. Like she goes, <laughs> he's like, um, it's it's a little tough, Dad. And he goes, yep microwave will do that yep the it re- really does bring out the flavor
2: like, he's just
3: talking himself into so much yeah 20 bucks is he didn't even use salt and pepper yeah. um well at least <laughs>
2: mimi ate all her chicken <laughs> she
3: didn't it's not untouched it's
1: yeah. just sitting there yeah. and he's still like
2: yeah yeah like, he's yeah.
1: so proud of himself
3: um so basically luke and alistair like can we just go play video games and um they're like cool yeah so mimi is like feeling a little bit lonely so she's like getting. And great ideas in her head and she's like i'm gonna i'm gonna call on pg to come hang out with me and i think this is also where it's a great period when shit just like goes wild um because pg comes and then luke and alistair end up coming outside which i'm mildly forgetting exactly why they came out maybe just to find her but uh i think they there's just a saw noise they yeah just saw the they PG saw him arrived.
1: freaking out because pg's standing out in the yard no
3: they came out before that because yeah, like, they, they saw him arriving yeah, yeah oh so, yeah because yeah, they're, yeah, the, so, they're in the
1: they're in the playing n64 yeah and she, he's like oh shit You know, he sees him out the window.
3: Yeah. So um, this is where uh, PG turns Alistair into his brain figure. (laughs) And it's basically Mimi just being like, I just wish Alistair wouldn't be such like a ding dong over this. And he's like... B.G. sells it as like he has this like situation. He under like he understands her pain, and or he is
1: he has put some sort of love spell on somebody yeah. before yeah. or something. And they're
3: like, okay, cool. It's the brain that really, really does it. So yeah. he turns him into this brain character, which he uh, stays in the. He's rest like of the crying
1: film. if the suit wasn't there, <laughs> right. you know. But just giant, you know, yeah,
3: yeah. I, I'm pretty sure, um, Alistair's character immediately sounds like Chucky from the Rugrats for the rest of the film once he yeah. goes into <laughs> the brain. It's like
1: gurgly. Yeah version know, of chucky like, and
3: very whiny so uh like we then switch back to the parents basically having a fight and she's just like you fucking made a mess up here and he's like what <laughs> i made a boy to say like no well like yeah that but that's what good cooking kind of does and
1: <laughs> he's like you destroyed the microwave he's like i made a delicious meal for my family <laughs> like, and,
3: then, and then it whispers just like Like, that was probably so perfect for, like, how dramatic he was in his mind. He's just like, yeah, I did good work for my family here. And it's just ridiculous. And this one, Susan then looks outside and she sees uh, PG uh, and runs outside, freaking out with a bat, beats him. And, (laughs) (laughs) like, then Greg comes running out after. And it's just like, my bat! Again. Putting perspective, how she ridiculous! She breaks the bat
1: on PG's like arm. He's like unfazed completely, and he's like, "My lucky
3: bat, yeah." yeah. Um. Which
2: is this is the first time that like somebody has like an actual response that. an appropriate response yeah the mom Yeah, the mom has an appropriate response she's like (laughs) oh
3: my god dog god there's a huge monster out there there's a monster by
2: my children i'm going to hit it with a bat yeah Yeah.
3: so with greg then like basically kind of getting falling down to the ground with her (laughs) he's just like oh my god no take her take her like you know like doing the typical greg thing which at this point is the type of things that we would expect what what
1: was the gag that he does i I forgot but when they're eating dinner and he says something about when he was in the army he was like, we used to play games when oh, I was yeah. in the army in Desert Storm, but we played for keeps. We or played for keeps. Like-
2: and it was like we used to shoot guns at each other for real. <laughs> yeah. And we played for keeps. And the bomb's like, he never shot a gun.
3: He's like- never <laughs> fired a gun in his life. <laughs> you know. Yeah.
2: He just makes
0: shit up,
1: yeah, he
3: definitely, definitely um thinks much more highly of himself. And we learned that a little bit later too. Um so Mimi's just like, PG wouldn't hurt a single person. Like, this is my friend. And PG basically said, my entire existence is based on death and destruction. I will kill you both. I will bathe in your blood. <laughs> and she's just like, oh, he's such a <laughs> jokester. <Yeah>, she's <laughs> going,
1: no, he's fine. He's like, it's not fine. I'm going to murder you. Yeah. <laughs> he
3: says it like at least 10 times. Yeah, him. and she's
2: <laughs> like, no, he's kidding. I'm not kidding. Like, it's... And then- and then the scene just fades out with him going, "I will kill you." I will, I will kill. You. He just <laughs> keeps you.
3: And then we go into the "I'm I'm the heckin best montage, which I feel like is fairly hilarious because somehow, within seconds, the parents are completely convinced that PG is totally fine. And yeah. Just like whatever, like right. he's not going to do anything to but
2: me. This is where, like, this is kind of where I don't completely love it because the mom loses her reality
1: yeah this is when things take a completely weird turn to now now every like before it was like we're living in this little joke world but the rest of the world is real Mm -hmm. and normal and now after this the rest of the world is also crazy the only
3: thing where i can i can agree with you on that is that with the mom but the mom i guess kind of like she shows how quickly she jumps back and forth so maybe like. I I don't maybe I'm going back on what I said is that like she tends to jump from like position to position and believe her children to like to the ends of whatever, because when Pandora comes back into the picture and on earth, she immediately believes her and believes now PG to be like a a very severe, scary character. And then, and then we see her switch again in the next film, but I guess it kind of, I don't know. I don't know if it says more about just her relationship with people and things because she clearly like, still is with Greg and still puts up with the shit. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's something within that that there's context that we don't really know that we could probably try to make I up, mean, I, I think that but they really just didn't
1: to. care just, as much. Yeah. They cared more about the gags than the, yeah. than the story, which sure. is fine. It's overcoming But like, yeah, the, the, the montage of all the nonsense that's happening. Yeah, like they're
3: going to the store and like trying a clothes. And he's eating and he's the
1: just... cookies and yeah. then a hand grabs kind him, like Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice stuff. Yes, yeah. Yes, I the it's same just thing. like I think yeah. they were like, Okay, we're gonna set up some characters. This is all about just crazy effects and gags. Um, so let's just prioritize the crazy effects sure. and gags. Yeah, yeah. Which, I think which I, I, I'm not I, mad I totally
3: at. agree with in that sense too, um, without it actually being something more complex. But uh um the band thing is super fun. Let's see. I mean, I know it's about it. The best part I think, is at the end that like cracked me up too. It's just like when PG uses that like almost, um, head figure that he can like throw around and send to people. And he throws the, um, T- the his head and it goes into the living room and hits the TV and scares the fuck out of Greg <laughs> and he's just
2: like, like, crazy overact yeah and yeah, yeah. then just the end with him sitting there what the fuck <laughs> what
3: the fuck <laughs> <laughs> it
2: breaks the, it shatters the TV
3: yeah. yeah. This is where we go back and I'm pretty sure this is when we're at the um, diner and they're talking a little bit more about the background of mm-hmm. like what he's doing and mm-hmm. like this is where we get introduced to this like warrior's death thing which I felt like was a huge touch on it like Pennywise from it and I was kind of like it took me a moment when I was watching and I was like what it, what do I know this from what do I know this from and I was like okay I remembered it. I
1: love that they like this is an idea so the whole warrior's death thing you want to explain I don't want to steal your thunder if you want to explain what the warrior death is.
3: Yeah, so basically, the warrior's death is like he's a basically has someone almost on their deathbed, and he's like, "Well, I'm gonna kill you now." So, but instead of like just killing them and having letting them die, he basically eats them. Yeah. So, and he extends his jaw so far out that he can basically like eat an eat. anaconda
1: almost yeah. type yeah, yeah, situation yeah. eating where, a deer like, or something.
3: Where the the Pennywise from it kind
1: of came. But the with the, you. the fun thing about it is that you know when they were sitting around brainstorming ideas this movie somebody thought of that right mm-hmm. and normally you would go how are we gonna pull that off Never, yeah <laughs> fuck that. but they fucking did it right. I mean, they kind of did it wasn't great yeah, yeah. yeah. but it, it was cool um but it was just so funny that they were like you know what yeah we are gonna fucking do this yeah multiple the times
3: like, the only thing is that i feel like when they say warrior's death in my mind i'm like this sounds like an honorable thing but basically every time they do it they It's not. They just. I think in in his culture
1: it is. I think that's the idea. In his culture, being consumed is like a. like you're taking them into your body is like a show of respect or something.
3: Yeah. Like right, but that. that's, what, that's what I'm saying is like, why would? You yeah, do, why? You
2: know, like, yeah, why? Yeah, there's no reason. Yeah, because he he says he learned it from another culture.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. He's right, <laughs> right, like, right. I
2: learned it from them, and, <laughs> and he's like, I just do it that <laughs> <laughs> way. Now it's my thing. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> so yeah, that that makes more sense. What I'm saying is, is that when they're at the diner because this is where he starts realizing that Mimi is like kind of going overboard and she's just getting too consumed in this like having fun and like controlling the situation and that evening like pg comes to luke in his in his dreams and is like get me the gemstone and in I his will, nightmare in, was, his, in nightmare, his zombie nightmare yeah. <laughs> zombie nightmare um, <laughs> so good. to get him the gemstone and he's kind of just like man man i don't really want to like like Luke is so on the edge of everything like he can't make a decision about anything he's just like I don't want to I don't want to hurt my sister but I also don't want to help you because you're evil and so on and so forth and um, what I like <laughs> like how they ended that whole scene because pretty much was like Luke didn't really confirm or deny if he was going to do that he wasn't convinced but PJ's like no if you keep letting her do this she is going to choose her own life over yours and yes it's he, to-
1: this is when he's like starts planting that seed of doubt for for him yeah yeah so, what's, the, what's the brother's name again?
3: Luke. Luke. Fuck. Luke. Fuck which is also which hilarious. Is, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I can't remember his name either. Just like either. Yeah, your yeah. boy. <laughs> <I> <laughs> the can't. other one.
2: Goodbye. Greg <laughs> yeah. Greg and Susan. Yeah. And Mimi. And. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't remember his name either. But Luke
3: plays the whole, no, finders keepers, it's Mimi's. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the nightmare, he's just like, so what do we do now? And he's like, well, I guess we finish you to, you just gotta stop dreaming now. <laughs> like, is his is dream so play out. Yeah, It's super great. The next day, we have PG, who's dressed up, which I did find some side <laughs> notes about the trivia that basically they made his, co- his character. Sam from, from, Jurassic Sam from Jurassic Park. Park. Yeah, yes, yes, it's yes, very exactly clear. what they decided <laughs> yeah. to do. This is what and- I wrote.
1: I said, why is he dressed like Sam Neill from Jurassic Park? Yeah, I, yeah. just cuz. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. There was Cause
1: there 90s a, remember? The hat, <laughs> the scot like the handkerchief, yeah. everything, yeah. yeah. The glasses.
3: <laughs> so Mimi's here sitting here trying to explain the game and he's just like I have no idea what's going on. But the police show up. And this is when PG's just like, oh, God, now I have to fucking do something with you. He turns one of the characters into basically what we talked about, which is the (laughs) biocop.
1: Biocop. Biocop.
3: Yeah, which I- I, You have
1: the right to remain
3: dead. (laughs) 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 Biocop. (laughs) <laughs> what else is this like nothing gets
1: you high like drugs high <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like drugs it's the dad by the way
2: too yeah yeah well, <laughs> yeah, yeah so, you, so,
3: steve you mentioned too with like what is it is uh, it so, Astron 6 yeah, yeah. Astron, Astron
2: six. 6 is where adam brooks <clears throat> um stephen kostanski and jeremy gillespie they've yeah. all come out of this little canadian short film group yeah and uh so yeah you you have uh, gillespie is actually not on this film oh okay but he's on a bunch of other like he uh he he wrote yeah he wrote and co-directed the void yeah Yeah. and like he's on a bunch of other stuff and adam brooks is uh i'm trying to think if he uh directed the editor which is another film they put out i thought we just talked about him about something else too yeah he's he's on a bunch of but yeah they're all on you know you can find a lot of the short films like biocop online um I think you can still find Manborg online.
3: Yeah, I need to watch Manborg because Manborg Manborg basically was like what that inspired, like the BioCop thing. They're they're working on that, and they're like, "What if we did X, Y, Z to a cop? And what would that be like?" (laughs) Which I think is just really fun, and I think like allowed their creativity to go wild. But um, yeah,
2: yeah, you can see a lot of the short films like culminating into this film. Yeah. And like a lot, we're talking like the backstory and the way like PG's backstory is filmed. Mm-hmm. That's all of Manborg. Okay. Like all of Manborg looks like that. It's on like these, it's on a green screen, but like the backgrounds are these really dense, populated, sure. you know, lush like backgrounds. Mm-hmm. um You know, Biocop obviously was just a short film on its own. And now we have PG turning. The same actor into Biocop yeah, again. Yeah. Which and I Adam think Brooks was cool. is Greg, right? Yes. Yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah,
3: he's Greg. Yeah, and he's in that Biocop that we mentioned. Yeah, he <laughs> like, plays right. like, like the commissioner or whatever the, yeah, or something. The they never say what do. it is. It's he's a great
1: like businessman. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, going. that's right. He's yeah. like the evil businessman. Yeah. Yeah. The Robocop style. Right. Yeah, he's like yeah. the
2: evil <laughs> he's the dick of Robocop. Yeah.
1: We talked about how that needs to be a shirt. It does need to be a shirt. Yeah.
3: So one of the cops. Obviously, we he definitely turns into like a biocop and becomes almost a slave of sorts that just follows him around. And then he tells he's, the, like, uh, <laughs> he's
1: like motivated, but also wants nothing more to just be dead, right. yeah.
3: <laughs> Which also, um, we see later in the pretty much the next scene where he br- gives that valentine to uh <laughs> to, to, me, to Mimi and he me. says, Please kill me, but he says that in biocop, yeah, he's just like, Please kill me. And I, I like I, he
1: like delivers like Danny Glover esque lines, yeah, but then. Yeah is followed by, please kill me. Yeah. Like,
3: he
2: just like barks his guts out. <laughs> I love that, really. Bio- Jesus, Biocop, what do you have a death wish?
3: <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> it's so good. So he t- he tells the other cop basically to go and like warn the town and so on and so forth. And Vince, then- where's your keys? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: He's trying to unlock the door. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the other note is that PJ is just like, PJ is just like actually protecting those like first hints where he's like kind of maybe turning a tide of sorts and he's just like, yeah, I should have let them those bullets hit you, blah, blah, blah. Because clearly the police are not only just shooting at PJ, they're shooting at the fucking kids too. Yeah, yeah they start
1: blasting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well yeah,
3: yeah. this is where I initially was just like, Alistair is now getting this very regrets Chucky type voice, but he's just like kind of like, almost like uh, Eeyore-ish like, you know, Ness? He's just like wah, wah, wah. Like, now he's all depressed because he's you a You think I'll ever brain. be
2: this, what's he say? Something. You think, I'll, think I'll, I'll ever be normal again? <laughs> <laughs> and She's like, like probably no, not. Probably <laughs> not.
3: <laughs> but I love you just the way you are. Which like that's she, true love, she guys.
2: probably could have asked.
3: Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. the yeah. thing is, is like Yeah, she's, if, a, if, she's a psycho. Yeah. yeah. She's out of control. <laughs>
3: yeah so um now we're going through the forest which basically the whole group is going back to the warehouse and uh mimi's explaining what it means to frig off and she's like now teaching psycho gourmet things which is just like he doesn't really care or understand um and this is where we first get. Then the cops like hands her heart, and she's like, "Oh my God, it's a Valentine! You're gonna tell me you love me?" And he's like, "Please kill me." And it's just <laughs> so perfect. And this is where they teach Psycho first what love means, because he's just like, "I don't understand this concept." And he's he- like,
1: "Like when you show the spine of your enemy to yeah. its <laughs> grieving family." <Yes. laughs> Nope, <laughs> no, no, not really. No, like
3: it's like more of a happy feeling, you know? <laughs> he's like that he's happy about that. I but I no like while hate. this is <laughs> yeah. uh, what I love too is like as he's like doing this, like the cops cop is literally trying to kill himself. He tries to like shoot himself. Um Which he does
1: in the trailer a bunch of times. Right, he just yeah. shoots himself in the yeah. head yeah. and then his yeah. head just grows back. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> and um, this is where Luke then gets like first hints of like Mimi's going overboard and um she tells PG to kill Luke and this is the turning point so PG grabs Luke and then she tells him to put him down blah 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 and uh Luke's kind of like yeah no we gotta stop her blah 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 there's a lot of blah, blah, blahs in this. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, and not in a bad way. So in the next scene, we then see Pandora's actually on Earth. She's going to the police station. So we don't really understand why she goes there first, besides like maybe some intuition-type situation. Um, and we hear the cops explaining what just what he just experienced with PG. And Pandora's like, holy shit, no, this is the person I'm looking for. And she basically steal- steals all of his memories by holding his head because she wants to find him. Now we're back in the forest and um they're walking along further and this is like i think another cool moment for the whole film and this is where we meet more of the like electroverse characters that are uh, at one point served pg but now at, we. are learned-
1: oh i just came to meet the paladins obsidian
2: oh the paladins obsidian you go. Right.
3: paladins okay. obsidian yes yeah, so, so they yeah all-
2: so very close to a starcraft <laughs> warhammer type <laughs> P- name yeah. right yeah
3: <laughs> pg's like kill these kids get them out of here and they're like yeah you know what yeah <laughs> yeah, this is good. We we're actually pretty happy. We actually uh we have this cool thing going on where we all switch switch leaders and we're all just like very These harmonious. These characters are
1: my favorite characters in the movie yeah. by yeah. the far. The one that is just a looks like a cement mixer of corpses yeah. it's a yeah, vat like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah that all it does is grind corpses and shoot blood out yeah, of absolutely. blood guns yeah. like is so <laughs> fucking cool it just looks like something i would have drawn in fourth grade right like, <laughs> in study hall like but yeah. out of
3: any character besides i say the witch they like did the best things with like as the fights were going on like him getting shot with bolts and like having more things happen versus like i don't know there there wasn't anything really else exciting going on with like all
2: the different- yeah, they they all feel like rejected Power Rangers villains, hundred <laughs> percent. Like you know, you, some of them were just kind. Of, I mean, not that they're terrible, but like they're just kind of boring. Nothing you know spectacular. They're not eyeball monsters, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah, that's made of eyeballs. And then you have the vat of corpses, which you can't put on a kids' TV show. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he, the one guy who is like the main ish guy the guy who he gives the warriors death yeah looks a lot like one of the guys from neon maniacs have you ever okay. seen neon maniacs no nah. it's terrible okay. um i mean it's fun it's a fun <laughs> right. movie but uh it's it, it looks a lot like one of the main guys who is like a, a caveman-esque type character from <laughs> neon maniacs yeah
0: but,
3: that's pretty good um so basically since P.J. had uh told them to kill the kids when they're about to say after they say they fuck this and they're about to like kind of like just start fighting she uh, Mimi freezes PG and he now gets his ass kicked by them yeah
1: they just start just stomping him out yeah (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> basically which i feel like if you like just like look at it like watch all the characters doing it it's just like so exaggerated they're just like huh, huh, well it's, huh, it's a power rangers huh, fight yeah, 100 like
2: yeah.
1: they might as well be putties you know it's which
2: just... i i super appreciate the fact that they even brought back like the sparkler flares oh of, like, yeah the, the i love so, that it's such a great design design note to yeah you know maintain as well as like going forward yeah and then also biocop gets in on the fight too and he's like (laughs) starts kicking him in the ass
3: shooting things (laughs) yeah he's shooting
2: kicking him in the ass which i feel
3: like is he the one who actually ends up shooting the um vat guy too like accidentally
2: uh he might i think he
3: might accidentally shoot
1: the 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 glass the sight glass in the in the vat but it's basically it it looks like what's the thing power rangers is based on like the original uh Super Sentai. Uh-huh. If you saw that a clip, you would be like, oh, this is just a really dark episode of Super
2: right, Sentai yeah. for a yeah. sec. Yeah. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think he shoots the vet a couple times, but then Psycho Goreman like punches. He eventually yeah. punches yeah. it, and it all runs. Yeah, out. yeah, it all runs right.
3: out. Yeah. So, um, Mimi gets PG to actually like apologize for what he's done. And she's like, "That's not good enough." And then he gets very sincere about it. So she gives him all the powers, which I felt like her little spin move was just like perfectly feeding into exactly all these yeah, like touches on Power Rangers super yes. time
1: like pose yes. she does. Yeah. yeah,
3: which I think is great. Um, and then PG goes after kills everyone but it doesn't really stop him from having gotten hurt and um, also while they're fighting did you love the scene when Mimi and Luke are actually just like eating snacks the whole time they're they're (laughs) they're just like this is great um, and then the witch, though, which the witch was actually probably one of my favorite characters in the group, too. She was just kind of, like I love crazy. the voice,
0: too.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: And she basically pull like, gets PG's head off of his body, too. And I thought that was another <laughs> cool effect that they did. But anywho, PG is now fucked up. He got beat up, but he ends up killing everyone. He gives that final character the warrior's death. We get go through that again. And but they're like, we need fucking help. Um, we then switch back to, um, Susan. And Greg. And Greg had gotten a new TV after PG fucked up his TV. (laughs) And this is, like, another great um, couple moment where he's just like, well, you know, yeah, my TV got messed up. You should probably work a couple extra shifts just to, like, cover the TV. He's
1: like, I'm going to have to take a couple weeks off work.
3: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. like, I'm going to take a couple more weeks off work because my wrist. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And, um... She's just like, How dare you fucking do this? Like, you are so lazy, you do nothing for us. And then that lazy word instantly like snaps in his brain. It's just like, Why would you ever say that? My parents called me lazy, my teachers called me lazy. Like, maybe my pastor called me lazy, etc. It's like, how would you call me lazy? It's like, yeah, maybe it's a pattern. Maybe, maybe you are a little lazy, but it's a hint. Yeah. <laughs> Which I just felt like it was, like, that level of, like, sarcasm throughout. It was, like, kind of perfect. Um, And then we switched to Greg. He's on the toilet talking to himself, being like, I have have an English degree. What do you have? Blah, blah, blah. And um, this is where me, um, PG's, uh, you know, floating head character. And he's trying to – the kids are using that to – tell uh, Greg where he is so that he can come he's, help.
2: He's like mortally wounded yeah, at this yeah, point right. yeah, and they can't and carry him out yeah, of the woods. Yeah.
3: PG needs help. He needs a ride. He can't go anywhere. Which
2: this felt like a joke from something else as well. With the,
1: the how they put a curse on the blades or whatever. No, no.
2: With like with the head popping in and out oh, repeatedly. Oh, oh. That felt like, again, either something Aquatine or I think it might have even been like Venture Brothers.
3: No, I'm trying to think of something Maybe. else. Maybe. I feel it like does- I'm thinking on it, it more was there like it. an gonna...
1: episode of, I'm picturing the character now in Aqua Teen who was like a a genie or a wizard or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't that, yeah. a, I think you're
2: right. It, yeah. It was but it just, thing. yeah, it just felt like another thing that I've like seen on Adult Swim already, so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, his head, his glowing, screaming head. Right, yeah. Like yeah. just bursts into him while he's taking a shit. And then
3: comes back so <laughs> he can actually somehow hear you. He's like, like, but like... I don't
1: know where that is. Yeah. And he comes <laughs> like, ah, it's been <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. So um, Greg goes and picks up the kids and PG and I like level like last one. I think is like, PG. do you think I'm lazy? And it's just like another cool, just like little like a touch. On I love all of Greg's that. truck.
1: I want that truck. <laughs> that old ass GMC with the yeah. dualies in the back. Like it's just a cool. Old yeah. yeah. So rusted out. And shit. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and then they run over the witch's head, which isn't that important, but at the same time, it's kind of just like an funny thing. Um, they get home and uh, Susan and Pandora walk outside and they're just like... Get out of the car now. Like, get out. Like, this, that guy's dangerous and so on and so forth. And this is where, like, Mimi's just kind of like, Luke, go. No, take care of her. Like, and she officially pushes Luke over the edge. And it's just like, no, you're always, like, telling me what to do. You're always, like, beat me up. Which is like, dude, stop being a pansy. Like, fucking do something about it. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Um, anyway, he decides to leave and go with Pandora and Susan. And so now the group is officially split. Greg, Mimi, and, uh, Psycho Gourmet go back to the warehouse and Pandora, Susan, and Luke stay at the house. And, uh, we go back and forth between, so we start, um, which also I'm going to make a note to talk about the one last line before Greg leaves. And he's like, how's this for lazy Susan. Which is <laughs> like so is, stupid. It's yeah, so fucking it's so dumb. Dumbed. But I feel like it was also hilarious. So, like... so my my kids
1: love uh uh oh god, what's that show? Um oh shit. Sorry, it's blank and I'm, I'm blanking. Real today. Housewives in New Jersey. <laughs> yes, that's the show my kids love. No, it's uh it's Gravity Falls. Okay. They love Gravity Falls. Um and there is a character on it named Lazy Susan. Oh God! Oh. So we call each other Lazy Susan okay. a lot around nice. the house. <laughs>
0: so.
1: She's like she because she has like a lazy eye. It's oh. actually a funny character. Aww. It's a funny. <laughs> it's, a so it's, yeah, a yeah, yeah. it's a cartoon. It's a cartoon. It's a cartoon.
3: Um. So we start at with like Greg, Mimi, and PG at the warehouse, and Mimi's just like I'm scared, and Greg's just like you've never been scared a day in your life. Like, what are you fucking talking about? Mm-hmm. And then goes on to tell her a story of how a gentleman, when he was younger, approaches him about getting into his white van great to guy. look at baseball cards. <laughs> and he's like, okay. The first time I watched this, I
0: laughed a lot. Yeah,
3: yeah, this is ridiculous. And basically the moral of the story is that he got into the van and there were actually baseball cards. And he's like, you know what? Sometimes you got to trust the bad guys. Well, like, has, yeah. if, if
1: I wouldn't have got in that van, I would never have had such a fun day. Yeah. <laughs> <So it's> like, <laughs> I had so
3: much fun. So
2: much fun. Yeah.
3: yeah. So basically he's encouraging Mimi to be like, Hey, yeah, go help PG. This PG is PG's basically telling her, you need to give me the gemstone so I can like defeat to this ki- like Pandora. And, and, blah, and blah. she's
1: like, <laughs> she goes, one of the Greg lines says, she goes, uh, but you're not going to kill... You're going to destroy the whole world or whatever. He's like, except for my family. You can't kill me or my family. Yeah. And, she, and he's like, okay, I won't kill them. And Greg's like, or everyone else. Yeah, like, aren't you going to tell she's like, And she's like, oh, oops. And he goes, oops is right. Yeah,
3: yeah. But then there's, like, that awkward pause, because I made a point. That, like, but I then never corrects it. No, yeah, never no, no, corrects never, it. Ever, ever, Which is great. It's so good. Um, And then we jump back to see what's going on with Pandora, Susan, and Luke, and basically pandora turns susan into a templar mm-hmm. which i don't know why she didn't offer that to luke either but like whatever <laughs> she's like fuck you yeah like um yeah so that that happens over there which the only i almost made a bludels snack because that's the next like, we go back to the galactic council <laughs> and they're eating those blue noodles and they're called bludels <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that was very that
3: was like I, but that was the just only thing
1: a, I such a stupid little thing yeah. yeah
3: there's nothing really to that scene at all i was like I, no takeaways Do you from know what that. they did
1: they were sitting around stoned as fuck and somebody <laughs> said well, what would a bunch of aliens eat blue noodles that yeah. is such Blue-dles. a danny
3: you know that's such a danny devito joke from like it's always sunny like yeah. literally yeah. he's like i like to eat blue <laughs> like <laughs> what does it taste like blue <laughs> yeah so then we can jump back to you. Mimi is now just like she's like having this come to Jesus moment quote unquote this is going to get great Uh, she like is like talking to this cross on the wall and you almost think that maybe she's like building up to be like help me make a decision and basically the decision yeah, it's like is like a crucifix what? on the wall yes like what sunglasses am I going to wear she's like trick question I'm going to wear the zebra ones
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's a new god in town it's Psycho Gorman. she's such a
2: fucking nut that she's just actively threatening christ <laughs> she's, she you know, goes you
1: know what i'm gonna take a moment from what we're going through to go taunt a crucifix <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: and then pulls it off and breaks it and then walks away i was like man this is my girl you know <laughs>
1: well i think the whole idea is like if like she has the same brain as pg right like if she was a you know galactic super super villain she would be every bit as bad or worse than that's why i feel like you
3: you do believe at some point that maybe he loves her because he like gets that she's like they are they're
1: born of the same mold yeah yeah
3: Yeah. and so you already went over like the next line was spatially like hey yeah no we're (laughs) where you i'm gonna give you the gem as long as you don't kill anyone you kill like everyone but my family he's like what about the rest of the world um but she can't find the gem so this is where um we break in and we have Susan and uh the Templar uh Pandora and Luke come back into the play because they're basically they have the gemstone and everyone kind of starts going at it Susan and Greg start fighting Mimi and Luke start fighting and just like Dad said, people are the real monsters and you're one of them, basically, Luke says to her. And then we have PG and Pandora start fighting too. But Pandora is obviously much stronger and she has them like in his, this like force field type situation. But um, PG remembers this process that the Templars had were basically like, I don't know if it's like more of like an honorary thing, like if we're going to battle We're going to battle and I get to choose the battle. Mm -hmm. And so PG, she agrees and PG calls on Mimi to choose the game. She obviously chooses crazy ball. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is where we jump to, uh, Uh, them or Mimi explaining all the rules to Pandora and she's like this doesn't fucking make sense and this is why he (laughs) understands that like this is a good game for he knew she was going to choose that Mm -hmm. the whole game goes on and at the end just like in the beginning of the movie we go back to a um what is it called when they hit switcheroo. them all together? Switcheroo. Yeah. yeah. So it ends in a switcheroo, and clearly Mimi wins once again, which I love the scene when she like punches the brother. It's almost <laughs> this like Mortal combat type she thing. She gets an like, uppercut to the gut. Yeah. yeah. So, but Pandora's just like, no, fuck this. This didn't make sense to me. I don't understand this. So I'm still going to try to kill um PG. And, um,. Uh, Mimi jumps in front of PG, and obviously, then Pandora's like, I don't fucking care, I'll fucking kill you too. And then the mom Susan jumps in front. And during this moment is when uh, Mimi and Luke basically make up, and she's like, Give me the fucking gemstone, we need to save him, blah, blah, blah. And she just, he just wanted her to apologize. So instead of actually saying, I'm sorry, because clearly that's not part of her personality, she uh, sings that, I'm heckin' best. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's great. Cause like, and then PG's like, is this love? And he, everyone's just like, yes, absolutely. This she is this does, is what she fucking says
1: I'm is. sorry with the
2: with the Morse code. Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That was all, yeah, yeah. yeah, But that's after she's already gotten the rock back. That's yeah, true. Yeah. That's yeah. true.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So PG gets the rock back. Beats the shit out of Pandora. We'll like kind of blast past that. He clearly, what I love about that scene is that he basically creates a staff. She's just like, you don't have a weapon. He's like, well, I can make one and basically tears her apart and uses her entire body mm-hmm. to create he a He makes staff. a
1: sword out of her spine and yeah, stuff. And absolutely. it's like, it couldn't make less sense. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, it's pretty perfect in my mind, you know. <laughs> um, But yeah, so PG ends up giving her the warrior's Death as well by eating her. And then, um, that's where, like, the one little note, too, which was really funny because that really, like, sparked him when she, uh, cut up his punky boys. This is what, in this scene, too, Greg actually breaks his hand and he's just, like, the whole time being like, Susan, you actually have to. Like, I love when she, like, Susan gets out of her Templar costume and, like, falls into Greg's arms and he's just like, Susan, you gotta take me to the hospital now. (laughs) And she's like, clearly, like, not with it like clearly like coming down from this whole like metamorphosis of sorts he's like yeah my hand really hurts (laughs) um and then luke can you can you drive uh that was also a great line so post post all of this they all go outside PG is basically like, hey, yeah, no, I understand what love is. And he thinks that everything that's going on is like love. And he's like, I'm going to I don't need the gemstone anymore. You can keep it. And basically, he's like, I, I I have the power of love now to like go fight everyone and uses this quote unquote love and just goes after. He's like, I won't I won't hurt your family. I won't do any of this. And it's a it's a great ending. And we you know, get one scene where we go back to Alistair's family, which. Um, I think I saw that Alistair the woman who plays Alistair's mom uh was like the Templar Pandora too. Like she played that oh, character. Okay. As I was well, gonna say which... they have to be somebody. Yeah, they didn't yeah, hire they... actors just for those. Yeah, yeah. Roles. They definitely um overplayed everyone. Um yeah. So we have That, uh, guys,
2: just in the background, it is funny though because the news is on in the house, yeah, and and it's just talking about like destroying the entire world,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and I like like that, I don't, you never haven't noticed that, like, they realize like what Alistair is. So clearly, he's are like, neglecting him, like, they're not paying attention to the news, they're not paying attention, their son is like now a brain, but, um yeah overall i felt like like the color scape of the movie i felt like the colors were really great for like how they used in the cinematography um i felt like every song or musical note that i like, used like for the soundtrack i think it was really great and aided every it either aided or like made it also enhance when they like took it away like i thought that was great um but i feel like mimi was hilarious i think she really led the charge with that um and then also i felt like this movie had a lot of gore too which i feel like you don't always get that much gore that's like very genuine gore versus like, just like, Oh, this is a joking stabbing and just like blood. Um, and then obviously the costumes were very yeah. fun. Yeah. The creatures
1: really are fantastic. Yeah. The, the the practical effects are great. It, it definitely felt like a labor of love movie. You know what I mean? Which, mm-hmm. which I can definitely appreciate the, I don't think it matters that much. So I, I know I'm nitpicking because the movie is about fucking costumes and gore and gags and that's what makes it a super enjoyable movie but the fact that and i don't mind the fact that there's not like a good guy but like the dad and mimi are like total shitbirds the whole time Yeah, Yeah. and they don't learn anything (laughs) yeah but then they you act like they're being heroes and they never change at all right they never learn anything and then the ending is obviously very stupid but like on a Purpose, you know what I mean. I think it's like it, it it wasn't a profound ending by any stretch of the imagination, but like, um, I don't know. I, I, I hey, even Ryan. amongst the craziness and, and the wildness of the movie, this is one of those movies where it's like I really love it. Like I said, I bought it on DVD like right after it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it takes a dive in the third act, a it really bit. does. Yeah, I think yeah.
2: my problem with it is like, and I feel. Uh, twofold, because I think this is the third time I've watched it now. Mm-hmm. One is like you're saying it in the third act, it takes a dive. It, it stops being as funny and it just becomes more predictable. And it becomes like, at this point we've already gotten the joke. Mm-hmm. And so like they would have to do more surprising things. Like instead of turning the mom into a Templar, it would have to be like a reveal that she's been turned into some gross abomination. Mm hmm. But we've also already seen gross abominations at this point. So, like, I don't know. There's not too many places for them to go. Yeah. And also, like,
1: the brother never really... Whom I still don't remember his name. Luke. Luke, (laughs) Luke. yeah, yeah. He kind (laughs) of, like, never really stands up for himself. Yeah, he never really
3: actualizes. so I feel like one of the things is, like, that you don't really... Like, I feel like the, not every, maybe it's like a normal thing that like you want to see that character arc where you see them change and like grow. But I feel like at the same time, what the entire theme has been like is that they're all like meeting themselves like where they are and accepting each other. Like yeah. that is so much acceptance. And sure. I think that, like I think you're right. That's probably think, was
1: meant to be the, the message. Yeah. Sure. It just doesn't. Yeah. It never is communicated super well. Yeah, No, totally. Uh, I,
3: I just feel like it's our expectation of like what the norm is versus like what reality is. And granted, obviously, when I say that, I'm obviously talking about a movie that is completely as far removed from reality as right. possible. But like there is that humanistic characteristic to this film. They, in I think that.
1: like if they all just were like, I'm going to accept like if them if they were like, oh, we're going to accept each other for who we are kind of thing. If they were going to go that route, it just would have felt more complete for them to do it a little bit more explicitly. Because right now, it seems at times like they're telling the story of like, don't be a pushover. Mm-hmm. And then at other moments, they're telling the the moral is don't be unwieldy. Right. Which are obviously completely opposed.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then, then like you have like other moments where like mimi forces psycho Gorman to apologize to her yeah but then she's not willing to make the same concession later But she
3: does though i mean we just hardly yeah very half-heartedly i I I guess yeah i I can i can understand that too but i feel like she does it in her own way still it it doesn't feel
2: like yeah but it doesn't feel like an apology and then like when she does the knocking like that's fine and like it just felt like
1: she's still manipulating
2: him yeah 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 Mm -hmm.
1: but but point is None of this matters because that's not what the
2: movie's about. The movie's no. about, about <laughs> silly
1: silly gags and costumes and weird characters and yeah. and yeah. violence and all that it, stuff. It, so. it does, yeah.
2: It just kind of as a, as I've watched of most of Astron Six stuff at this point, uh, this one is ca- kind of just kind of their worst. And like, <laughs> see, I haven't wow. saw many of them. All, yeah. The
1: only other thing I've seen is the is the trailer for uh, Biocop right, or the or so, well the, the which is yeah. Biocop yeah, yeah the trailer and
2: so and so like. The a lot of their short films are like these fake trailers. Uh, like, uh, was it uh, Laser Ghost 2 Return to Laser Cove? <laughs> is like one of their first <laughs> Sounds ones. Sounds
0: great. See, I yeah. need to
2: go watch this. They're stuff. all great. It's kind of like been on my to do yeah. for a while or to watch. So, so it's all these you know short films that and they like bite off things that we recognize from just being horror fans. Like, Biocop has all those things that. You know of like RoboCop, Maniac Cop, mm-hmm. you know Tokyo mm-hmm. Gore Police, trauma films in general. Mm-hmm. They have all the, they take all these pieces, you know, and then kind of condense it down. This one is it's long, it, and it falls apart, and it gets it, it allows itself to get boring. And you, you, the last like real big moment is that fight scene in the woods. With like all the characters that show up, and that's yeah. like very hilarious. That's a very strong scene, and then after that, it kind of just like
3: I still I limps still, I, home for me. I like I hear what you're saying. I like I maybe it could be 15 minutes shorter. You know what I mean? In mm-hmm. My mind, but like at the same time, like I don't, I don't feel like I didn't feel like it fell apart as much as like you guys felt like. It well, the fell crazy apart, ball I mean? scene.
1: There's not really anything
2: redeeming about the no.
3: crazy ball I just scene. I think it was just fun. That's, you know, I feel like that's it, it, what it, that's like, it really yeah. brought, like, more funness to it's, the whole it's thing. It's fun,
2: but there's, like, no twist to it. The twist to it would have been Luke wins and Luke hits her. Because mm. then Luke would stand up for himself. Luke would have won. Sure, Luke would have learned something. You know, even if you make Luke a worse person... By making him, like, clothesline hit mm. the shit out of his sister. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and just, like, turn everybody evil and mm. turn everybody bad. Mm. That's a that, that's a arc. Yeah, arc sure. of good to bad is an arc. Sure. Yeah, But it's just Luke is a pincushion the entire time, then gets fucking decked, and then it, everything plays out, mm. you know, just step by step. I think yeah. they thought...
1: This is my guess, complete guess here, completely uh, assuming a lot of things, that the him f- making the the body sword that he pulled from Pandora,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think they thought that was going to be a bigger climactic part of mm-hmm. the movie or they mm-hmm. intended for it to be like a, a Megazord, you know, right, kind of yeah. coming to the rescue type of part of the movie. And it just, it
2: kind of fell flat a little bit. Hmm. Um, the, the, yeah. the The other thing that would have been like a funny twist or whatever, is if just Psycho Goreman just killed everybody at once?
1: Yeah, just just murdered everybody just, and just like yeah, yeah,
2: just fuck you. I'm not. You can't keep me to my <laughs> word. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah, I'm the most evil, destructive force in the galaxy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah. be beholden to a little girl. You don't have power or over me anymore. He, he
1: kills everybody, and then the only thing he saves is like the hunky boys, like the yeah. magazine or something.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's what I I definitely yeah. yeah. So like this this movie for me was like a five out of five for two thirds of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then the last third of the movie was like a two out of five. Which still comes out mm-hmm. to be a four yeah. out of five. I yeah. still yeah. love this
2: movie. yeah, But I really wish
1: the third act <laughs> <It> was better. <laughs> it
2: does redeem itself in the very last second of the the last council <laughs> scene. That's great. Where they're all <laughs> sitting around. snub nose 38.
1: It's,
0: a, yeah, it's a legit <laughs> it's <an> old <laughs> 70s cop <laughs> yeah, gun.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Just sitting there like, well, who wants to kill themselves first? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Cortex the Two Man or whatever, he just raises his hand. It's the funniest bit, and that's that's a great way to go out after yep. just kind of you know yeah. limping in. But yeah, it. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's fun. I think a lot of their other stuff is better.
1: And then they have like a ninja rap at the end, <laughs> yeah, too, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> or it's not that it, it's what's a better example? Like all I can think of is ninja rap in the Teenage Mutant Ninja no, movie. I, I but ninja... there's another movie that has a better. There's version. plenty
2: of like I mean, Ghostbusters has oh yeah, songs you know where like but they're just rapping about what happened in the movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um.
3: All right. Well, thanks for just tearing everything apart. No, no, end, you know, I think it's great. Joking. I love this movie. I, I don't feel bad because I still think it was like the best out of the three. But um, <laughs> I'm sure you do. Sure. I
1: I love I love this movie. I really like. It. I yeah. I literally bought it. Like I said, after the first time I watched it, I bought it. So like that says yeah. a lot, you know. I didn't buy Mother after the first time I watched it. <laughs> um, I would never buy any Darren Aronofsky movie. Me, it's complete side. Not even of the Wrestler. Movie. I would, okay, The Wrestler, the I like, one. I like The, the only Wrestler. One. <laughs> but um, the only one. <laughs> I got down a rabbit hole the other night, laying in bed, watching YouTube videos, and got onto some, like, some celebrities talking about how genius Darren Aronofsky was, <laughs> and I got, just, <laughs> it kept me up for an hour. I was so mad.
0: <laughs> I hate Darren Aronofsky. Just fuming. <laughs>
1: he sucks. He's a bad director. Yeah. Um, I just,
3: anyway. I, I guess, like, I'm wrapping up any sort of moment. It's like, I just think, like, um, the director and just like i i like i appreciate all of like his vision and creativity towards all these films and like even like that's why i brought up like he, him having fun with like other things like cheddar goblin or like yeah. that like um the veggie smasher and stuff like that too here's what like, interesting think, like, he thing. he brings this like creativity to this yeah film, here's too. an
2: interesting thing i'm thinking and uh, i could be wrong but i feel like kostanski might need like brooks or gillespie with him just because so the the well, veggie masher the ve- veggie masher thing is like that's something that's been done before in a lot funnier uh better way it was part of the um oh oh the rat oh, one. Oh, oh no no Are no you're no, talking no. about the the
1: short thing the uh uh um too many cooks type of
2: not too many cooks but it, it's similar i'm trying to think uh, i'm the director who did district 9
0: mm.
2: oh yeah oh, yeah shit. yeah he, um, he, i know what you're talking about he put out he put out like a whole bunch of short films that were, you know, that look like they could have been prototypes for bigger films. Mm-hmm. But like they're in that there is like three short films of like these fake kitchen gadgets sure. mm-hmm. that create like nightmare horrors.
0: Oh yeah, it it It's about.
2: so much better God than that it. veggie, veggie masher. And I yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. Ah. Okay, I got you. And like, that's the other thing that I feel sense. like is like Kostanski is good at biting at other stuff. So like he can bite that. He can bite Aqua Teen Hunger Force. He can bite the Power Rangers. Yeah, but like maybe he needs somebody else to direct him a little more with a a better story. When
3: you brought up um, him working with um, who's the other guy you're talking about? Gillespie. Gillespie. Yeah. So um, he worked on that with the Void, and Mm -hmm. like so. Actually, I re-listened to an interview through last podcast on my way up here today because I was like I wanted to remember what they talked about because he were talking about with the Void though that they actually said that that was like a little bit harder because they actually are complete opposites. Like kind of like what you're saying though is that they did bring this like. He goes in um, oftentimes with like on the seat of his pants, like you're like the, you know, the edge of the seat. Like he that's how he directs, that's how he thinks. He's just like one of those people. Like, if I want you to like move your head, like I'm gonna make you, you like this is our shot. Yeah. And then he said, um, Gillespie, like, would be like a little bit more intentional on mm-hmm. things. So, like, that, like, but he also said in the same vein where it did create a lot of frustration for both of them. I'm like, sure. Well, yeah, film. just working. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so maybe you're right in that yeah. respect I where, because he also, he said he started um like right out of like college or high school or whatever he was. When he started, he was doing special effects and like claymation and yeah. stuff like that. So he was doing a lot of work alone and solo and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, I mean, I think you get a little like a better insight on like how he directs things. So when maybe things at times seem a little bit more chaotic, maybe that's where it's coming from you know because he's just all of a sudden is like boom on the drop of a dime like he's like let's actually this would actually be weird but also like i said um in hearing other interviews with him that he does sometimes i think intentionally just try to do like what would be the most extreme crazy thing right now
2: yeah 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 yeah. and and i mean that's the whole that's the whole crux of like astron six as a group is like they are really great at putting forward you know, just these extreme fucking, you know, short films that are also very funny and, you know, but like, yeah, I think just the way how strong the void is mm-hmm. with being like as structured as it is, as fast paced as it is, but the scale that it achieves from basically a one or two, you know, location shoot, mm-hmm. like it really feels like that it was a very intentional, whereas this film still has two or three locations because you have the house the woods and the warehouse yeah but it's still like it's a little sloppier it feels a little emptier because sure. of that and just yeah. i feel like he this is gonna be a terrible
1: comparison and forgive me but whenever i think of like a director who is so r- incredibly good at like certain things and then just doesn't have the round doesn't have the skill set that's like round enough on its own mm-hmm. to to be put a fully fleshed film together like something like the void yeah i think about rob zombie mm-hmm. yeah because visually he's fantastic yeah like you can't such...
2: can his way out of a paper bag right yeah. he's an incredibly <laughs>
1: incredible visual visual director he has such a such an incredible you know eye mm-hmm. but then yeah his dialogue's fucking trash right you know and, now i'm not comparing i, I love Stephen <laughs> Kostanski. i'm not comparing rob's eye and i don't dislike Rob no, zombie no, no. but,
2: but it, yeah it's, it's it's very similar because also like Kostanski, like he obviously like you're saying meg he got his start doing you know visual effects and makeup and mm. uh, so like anytime you see that in astronaut six it's very apparent like that he did that mm. and then he you know he also just works on big budget films mm. doing their effects yeah, yeah, yeah so like yeah he's very good at all of that yeah, yeah but it's just like maybe in the helm he needs somebody else sure you know, needs a little help or needs yeah, you know uh, a little bit more direction
3: yeah cool
0: Continued in part two